Brothers, y'all all right? Okay. See how y'all groove to this. Happy Tuesday, folks. We are live. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Hope your day is off to a good start, Minus. It's a beautiful day here in South Florida. 72 degrees. The sun is out. The skies are blue. Not trying to rub it in. I know some of y'all are feeling it in the northern part of the U.S. of A. And other parts of the world that are experiencing winter at this time. I can sell you some sunshine. Me. 
dynamite Roll like China White Mama I dig your persona right You look baby mama type I know that got you kinda hype My ice is out One of the baddest to ever do it, Lil Wayne I go underwater and I hope you're piranha bite <laughs> It is turned up Tuesday on Coffee and Toll World News on the Go. It is five after the top of the hour. On this, the 29th day of November. Tomorrow's the last day of November. Still got time to accomplish goals for this year. Don't think because we're almost at the end that it's over. No, it's not. Someone better tell him about me, baby. Dig your heels in and get it done. Weezy F, baby. Don't forget the F around me. And if you do, then get the F around me. You're turning me out. Yeah, yeah. Pull up. I told you I got you. Definitely need this jam this morning. Operating off about three hours of sleep, so <laughs> you gotta help me through this one. Gotta say good morning to all of our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, and everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Uh-huh. I ask myself over again, what am I doing wrong? You can find me on Twitter. Moments with Me Media, also on TikTok, Moments with Me Media, and on, the, on, on Instagram. Tell you, lack of sleep ain't no joke. On Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And the mean everything is MI. Sometimes I have to fight cause my mouth too slick Baby, why you doing me like I ain't worth Make me wanna ride past your house and sit Kick down your doors and smack your chick Just to show you Monica not having it So in love with you like a drug habit get You treat me so unreal What she do, I do better What she did to make you love her What did she do? up after this one from Beyonce we're gonna get into the headlines of what we got going on today don't be afraid to swing those hips tap your toes if you're in traffic keep it moving though I don't know but I know what's happening to me girl 
we gonna work it out. Quality music while you work or play. Keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. And don't forget to download that Jano Radio app. J A H K N O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Later on this evening, 7 p.m. Eastern to be exact, it is the Rose Solo Show. Check it out live. QMZRadio.com, JohnOradio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. time for us to get into the headlines here's what we have coming up for you today in the caribbean corner guyana initiates talks and visa-free travel to italy out of trinidad and tobago a daughter arrested for mom's murder following a dispute in Jamaica, $5,000 fine each for Honduran men convicted of illegal entry. Wholeness Administration moving to transform how people do business with the government. And a teenager has been charged following a stabbing incident in the Ocho Rios bus park. We have those stories and more out of the Caribbean corner coming up later on. In international news, what British PM Sunak's first foreign policy speech made clear. China says U.S. ship illegally intruded in waters near Spratlis. 
A French teen seeks justice after policeman beats and urinates on him. Qatar Energy and Conoco Phillips sign LNG deal for Germany. Stowaways travel from Nigeria to Canary Islands on a ship's rudder. In news out of North America, mother of Uvalde victim files lawsuit against gun makers and the police. And in Hawaii, the world's largest active volcano erupts. Officers charged after black man paralyzed in van. Teenager who allegedly confessed on Instagram video chat to killing girl told police it was an accident. Supreme Court hears Texas's challenge to Biden immigration and deportation policies. These stories and more. Yeah, definitely got more. Got a lot to talk about. In business and tech news, Apple wants to block Twitter from its app store. And major crypto lender BlockFi files for bankruptcy protection. Another crypto. Oh, come on, folks. Come on. And Twitter is no longer uh, enforcing its COVID misinformation policy. I don't think I even got the sentence out right, but major crypto lender BlockFi files for bankruptcy protection. Yeah. In health and science news, WHO renames monkeypox as mpox, citing racist stigma. In sports news, World Cup recap, day 9, Brazil and Portugal advanced to last 16. NFL free agent Odell Beckham Jr. taken off plane at the Miami International Airport. We're going to have the details of these stories and, of course, conversation coming up after a little bit more music. Wake you up. Get yourself ready to take on the dates. Turned up Tuesday right here on Coffee until Come on, Usher, give it to us. What y'all know about a supermodel? Fresh out of Air Magazine. Buy her own bottles. Look, pimp juice, I keep it running. Bad than a mother. Oh, nah. When you see me, act like you know me. I keep a dollar worth of dimes. You know, pimping ain't easy for all my chicks in the club. Who knows how to cut a rug? If you're a bad girl, get at me, bad girl. Work me, baby. Shake it if I'm no bad girl, but I can be if you want me to. Yep. And that's bad in a good way, folks. I need a bad girl. Tap into your inner bad. For me, that means being confident, holding your head up high. Loving on yourself, believing in yourself. Going with your bad self.
16 minutes after the top of the hour. You got 14 minutes to go if you need to be somewhere at the bottom. Get there safely. Got my coffee in my cup. Got a little rum in there too. Gotta try to wake myself up. We had a good time last night on Days After Dark. We do that every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's real relationship talk. Check out the crew. Myself, Moments With Me, along with Marlon, Sonette, Rose Solo, and of course, the Clubhouse crew. After this one from Kelly Rowland, we're going to get into the details. Starting off at the Caribbean corner, keep it locked. Don't you dare go anywhere. Tell you this one thing, ladies. Be confident in who you are. Men love confident women. Words on my mouth now. Tell you how it's going down. Kelly E B E, we coming through and got 'em bowing down. Ladies, can you feel it? It's an anthem. You can bounce. Last night we were talking about how to make a man, or what are the things a woman can do to make a woman fall in love. Check out the replay on Clubhouse. Trust me, we ain't gonna stop. Head to the lights up. Watch us take over the spot. Few mad looks from them chicks, you know. And from them dudes who be jealous of a chick with dough. Pop another bottle for them. Keep my life moving. No time for the drama. Watch me blow through them. I know I if you ever want to send in some relationship advice questions, feel free to send an email to themomentswithme at gmail.com. Rosolo and Marlon will definitely tackle that. In in a days, and that happens on days after dark every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. So I gotta pull up for this one. <laughs> Your wish is my command. It is Turn Top Tuesday. Let's go ahead and turn it up, folks. Turn that dial up. Get the volume pumping. Drama, leave it home. If he ain't got it right by none and scratch him off. They just call me set us up by 20 strong. They standing at the door, don't wanna take us on the ring. Let it go by three months ago. The pain just y'all yesterday. Had some internet issues. This fiber is unraveling, I swear. I don't know what is better, if it's cable or fiber, I really don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so I missed out on coffee until yesterday. So sorry. Let me go ahead and apologize. All 
All right, folks, and it is time for us to go ahead and get started. And as I said, we are kicking it off in the Caribbean corner. And the following stories were retrieved from Caribbean.loopnews.com. First up, Guyana initiates talks and visa-free travel to Italy. All right, then. Okay. Travel, health, and security were among several issues discussed during a courtesy call between Guyana's Minister of Foreign Affairs and International Corporation, Hugh Hilton Todd, and Fabrizio Nicoletti non-resident ambassador-designate of the Republic of Italy to the Cooperative Republic of Guyana. During the engagement, Minister Todd noted that Guyana is committed to fostering stronger bilateral relations and partnership with Italy in priority areas of the government, including health, education, and security. Minister Todd also initiated talks and visa-free travel to Italy, for the mutual benefit of both countries, particularly through private sector engagements and people-to-people exchanges, which will be advanced in the future. Minister Todd further noted that Italy and the European Union remain valuable partners to Guyana and CARICOM. On this note, the ambassador alluded to several technical cooperation initiatives, including Italy's role in supporting the agri-food systems agenda of CARICOM, towards reducing the region's food import bill by 25% by 2025. The CARICOM Agri-Food Systems Agenda is led by President Mohamed Irfan Ali. The current implementation of the agenda gives special attention to priority crops and products in member states to achieve this target. Uh, As I'm reading this, one thing came to mind. So Guyana is open to welcoming um, investors, right? Which is a good thing because the truth is you can't do it on your own a lot of times. You really can't. You have to be willing to engage and have international relationships that are beneficial, not detrimental, beneficial to your country. All right, so go ahead, Guyana, do your thing. Next up, we hop on over to Trinidad and Tobago. Daughter arrested for mom's murder following dispute. A 66-year-old woman was stabbed to death in Maruga on Sunday afternoon. The deceased has been identified as Patsy Ramcharan of White Terrace in St. Mary's Village. According to police reports, at around 1.45 p.m. on Sunday, Ramcharan was at her home when she had an argument with her daughter. The 38-year-old woman, who police said is an American citizen, allegedly cornered Ram Charan in a bedroom and locked the door before stabbing her multiple times. Other relatives in the house notified the police and paramedics, and a team of officers led by Sergeant Toussaint, Corporal Simon and Corporal Roop Nerin responded. Ram Charan was found on the ground of the bedroom, bleeding from her injuries. The suspect was immediately detained, and the 66-year-old was rushed to the Princess Town District Health Facility. However, she died about an hour later while undergoing treatment. <sighs> what on earth could you be arguing about with your mother 
that could cause you to deliberately attack and kill her, stabbing her several times. After the first stab, you didn't think, oh no, I can't do this. I shouldn't be doing this. Multiple times. This is just ridiculous. A child from Waterhouse, Kingston, found wandering in St. Dan. The Spanish town police are seeking the public's assistance to locate the relatives of a child identified as Lemoy Nesbeth Jr. He was found wandering in Ocheria, St. Anne on Monday, November 28. The boy was seen in Ocheria at about 5.30 p.m. and was taken to the Spanish town police station by a concerned citizen. The boy stated that he is from Amin Drive, and that's in Waterhouse, Kingston 11. He also provided the police with his parents' names and contact numbers. However, calls were made to the numbers, but no answer. Anyone who can assist the police to reunite Lemoy Nesbeth Jr. and his relatives uh, with his relatives is being asked to contact the Spanish Town Police or dial 119 or just go to the nearest police station. So have the police gone to the home if he was able to provide an address did they go to the home did they go to the environs to see if anyone is familiar with him and how did he get to Otris? who dropped him off there good morning good morning Javette. Uh, you asked all the questions i wanted to ask <laughs> And and is no one reported him missing? That's the other one. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I hope it is not a case where the parents have abandoned him. I hope it is a case where parents are not on the island and he's staying with relatives or friends and they just didn't care to look for him. I, I'm really hoping it's not the parents who are at the bottom of this, uh, Javette. Wow. I'm really hoping. I am really hoping. This is so unfortunate. Thankfully, he's safe. Thankfully, he's safe. And that's what's important. I hope a family member or someone who truly cares will step up. But I want answers from Spanish Stone. No, Waterhouse, sorry. From Waterhouse to... Ultrious. He didn't walk there. He definitely didn't. All right, next up, also out of Jamaica, $5,000 fine for each Honduran man convicted of illegal entry. So three Honduran men who claimed that they were awaiting the completion of repairs to their boat to leave Jamaica were fined $5,000 each after they pleaded guilty to illegal entry in the St. Elizabeth Parish Court last week. The men who claimed that their boat was damaged due to severe weather conditions would each serve 20 days in prison if the fines were not paid. Subsequent reports have indicated that the monies have been paid. The court heard that the police acting on information arrested the Central American natives at the House of Letitz, St. Elizabeth, on October 15. Through an interpreter in court on Wednesday, the men told the presiding judge that they were brought to the house after they were rescued at sea by individuals who were not named. The men asserted that they were in the process of completing repairs to their boat in order to return home to Honduras. 
when they were arrested by the police. It is not as well. It has not been established whether the men have since been deported to their homeland. As I'm reading this story, um, I'm remembering there was something earlier this was it last year. I want to believe um, Honduran fishermen getting lost at sea, and you know some actually dying out there but um you can't be too careful at first when i read it i was like okay if they're reading if they're getting their boats repaired to go back you know was it necessary to arrest them but here's why i can understand why there would be hesitancy to you know be lenient because um last year no a couple years ago some Hondurans were hit with multiple charges uh, after a ganja bust that happened back in the grill. I think this was like two, three years ago, if I'm not mistaken. So um, we can't just take for granted that they had issues and drifted this far. Is it east? Yeah, you would head east because Honduras is west of us, right? So yeah, we, we can't be too careful. All right, and we know that the Caribbean is a, what do you call it, trafficking um, area. All right, wonder what happened to those men in, uh, was it Colombia or Venezuela, where their boat, they had issues and they ended up in South America. I can't remember which one, a couple of weeks ago. Was it last week or the week before? I hope they're back home safe and sound. Our next story, courtesy of NationwideRadioJM.com. Wholeness Administration moving to transform how people do business with the government. Minister Without Portfolio in the office of the Prime Minister, Floyd Green, says the government is moving to transform how people do business with the government by using identification information efficiently. He says that several manual processes like applying for government benefits are being explored. Minister Green is responsible for the implementation of the National Identification System, NIDS. He says the government remains on track to roll out the NIDS system in the second quarter of next year. In addition, he also says long-awaited Information Communications Technology, ICT Authority, is to be established by next financial year. Floyd Green, Minister Without Portfolio in the Office of Prime Minister, um, was addressing the eGov inaugural Digital Government Technology Showcase at the University of the West Indies Regional Headquarters uh, recently. So, you know, <laughs> um, it came to mind. So they're listening to us then, right? Because there are things that we have discussed in here and um you know, probably not right away, but a couple months down the road, we will hear of something being implemented. So don't feel that people aren't listening and the message is being relayed um, or the messages are being relayed, I should say. Right. So let's not feel as though our conversations are in vain. That is working with a consultant to look through government, to look at these manual processes that have high interaction levels with our population and to see how can we use identity as a service to transform those processes. 
or looking at how do people apply for their path benefits, how do people apply for their work programs, how can we change what are oftentimes manual processes into digital processes, and how can the national education system help in that regard. We do have a solid time frame that we're working with. We do expect to launch our pilot for our national education system um, in another two weeks. We will have our technical pilot that will bring together uh, a subset of the Jamaican population to go through the process so that we can literally test the process before we roll it out nationally. Um, and they will go through everything from our pre-enrollment software to walk-ins, the things of that nature. Um, but after that, we expect to roll out nationally by the second quarter of next year. Again, we would have met recently with the Prime Minister, Minister Vaz, and I, and the Minister of Finance, to look at some of the challenges in terms of actualizing the ICT authority. And we have set some time frames to ensure that by the next financial year, we do have an up and running ICT authority that is finance. All right, so forward movements are taking place. Good job. Uh, Floyd Green, Minister Without Portfolio in the Office of the Prime Minister. It is time that we move to being digital in Jamaica to expedite processes because some things take just too long. So thank you for that. Appreciate that one. Another story courtesy of Nationwide Radio uh, JM.com. A teenager charged following stabbing incident that took place in the Otrios bus park. 15-year-old boy of Boscobel St. Mary has been charged with wounding with intent following an, in, an incident in the Otrios bus park in St. Anne on Monday, November 21. Reports from the Otrios police are that at about 4 p.m., the complainant was at the park when he was attacked by the 15-year-old and two other boys who stabbed him in his face. He was assisted to hospital where he was admitted in stable condition. An investigation was launched and one of the boys was subsequently charged. His court date is being finalized. So what happened to the other two? Huh? What, what's the term that they use when you may not have done the stabbing but you are part of it? What's, what's the term? I'm blank. Uh, is it accomplice? Uh, no, it doesn't sound right. Oh my God. You're right. It's You're accomplice. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Rosolo. Yeah. We need, uh, we, we say this every day, every week. Young people get a grip. You're not being too smart, right? Don't not let us, do not let us label you as fully done. Please. So, Guidance counselors, not sure how many are in the schools and if every school in Jamaica has them. But I remember um, going to accessory. Thank you, Tasha. I said a comment. Thank you. So I remember in high school, we had a guidance counselor. And every week, there, so, you know, you have periods. And I, they, that's what you referred to, your class periods, your time, your class times. Um... I remember each class once per week from grade seven right through to grade 11, every single class, it was scheduled on your time, on your table, your period, your period table, uh, guidance counselor, guidance counseling. 
It was a class. And the guidance counselor would sit with the entire class and you talk about various things. It was a part of the curriculum, not as though you're going to take an exam, but it was a part of it. You could not avoid it. You had to show up. You had to be in class. Is that something that's still being done? I don't know. And if it is, is it being done across every single school? across the island. Let me rephrase that. In every school across the island. It is, it's something that's needed. And especially in today's um, landscape where social media has our young people exposed to so everything, everything, nothing is off limits, every single thing. And they're seeing poor examples of conflict resolution. And they're seeing that the way to resolve an issue, a dispute, is to bully someone or to inflict harm or to kill. So I would implore the Minister of Education in Jamaica, if that program is not existing in every single school, please see to it that it's there. And now we, we, we can't just say high school. We also need it in primary schools. Whether you go to a prep school or primary school, we need guidance counselors because unfortunately, not all parents are able to guide their children. And we're not going to blame the children for the failure of their parents. The children are innocent in all of this. So let us see how we can save the youth of our country. Just a recommendation. 70 of nations brightest to gather for National Youth Parliament. And that took place yesterday. Missed the opportunity to report this one yesterday. This is courtesy of uh, jamaica.loopnews.com. 70 of the nation's brightest young people gathered at Gordon House on Monday, 10 a.m. for the 13th sitting of the National Youth Parliament of Jamaica. This year's sitting took place on a special significance as it was being held as the country marks 60 years of independence from Britain. The theme for the sitting was Reignited Empowering Youth for Jamaica 60 and Beyond. The National Youth Parliament reverted to its usual modality, where the 70 young parliamentarians physically gathered inside the chamber at Gordon House on Duke Street in downtown Kingston to debate sub-themes under the following headlines. Financial literacy, affordable housing and finance, youth psychological well-being, parenting and education. The public are, was invited rather to follow the proceedings and the proceedings were broadcast live on public um, broadcasting corporation of Jamaica. I didn't even know that they had a channel like that. PBCJ, Public Broadcasting Corporation of Jamaica. I'm going to have to check it out um, and on, see if there is something on YouTube. Hopefully there is. All right. The National Youth Parliament is a joint effort between the Ministry of Education and Youth and the Houses of Parliament and is one of the activities that's held to mark Youth Month. All right. Getting our youth involved in an 
the early phase of life, right? Getting them invested in their country and with the hope that they are motivated and inspired to make significant advances and to move the country forward. Jamaica too, like the US, we have some politicians that need to retire. They've been in politics forever. We need some young, fresh faces, all right? Next up, Jamaican ranked among the 10 most influential black Britons. Tongue twister there. Story courtesy of cayman.loopnews.com. Paulette Simpson, the UK-based Jamaican National Group executive, has been ranked among Britain's top 10 most influential people of African or Caribbean heritage. She was ranked number eight on the Power List 2023, published by Powerful Media, which usually names the 100 most influential black Britons and celebrates the achievements of the most influential people of African, African Caribbean, and African American heritage in the United Kingdom. This is Simpson's fourth inclusion on the power list, having been ranked on the list in 2019, 2020, 2021 and 2022. However, this is her first showing in the top 10. Simpson, who is currently the deputy CEO of JN Bank UK, the country's only Caribbean-owned bank, and a member company of the Jamaica National Group, is well known for her leadership and campaigning activities for the rights of BAME, Black, Asian, Minority, Ethnic, communities. She also serves as the executive director of the UK's only black national newspaper, The Voice, which is also owned by the Jamaica National Group. The deputy chair of the Windrush Commemoration Committee in the UK, Simpson, was appointed a commander of the Order of the British Empire by Queen Elizabeth II in 2020 and was also recognized with a certificate of commendation from the UK Home Secretary, for outstanding contribution in the field of home affairs. Serving and uplifting our community has been my passion for many years, she said, and I am absolutely delighted and humbled by the acknowledgement of my contribution in this manner. I am sincerely grateful to anyone who has provided opportunities for me to grow and has supported and guided me throughout this journey, she stated. Raised in Manchester, Jamaica by her paternal grandmother, Violet Simpson, after her parents insisted on a Jamaican upbringing for their daughter, Simpson spent her childhood years in the community of Walderston, sandwiched by Williamsfield and Christiana. She is a proud alumna of Manchester High School in Mandeville and received her primary education in both Mizpah and Christiana, both in the parish of Manchester. Her inclusion in the top 10 of this year's power list is, however, only one half of a double celebration for the Jamaica National Group, as the organization's chief executive officer, Earl Jarrett, was also named on the high-profile power list ranking. All right. He was recognized for his visionary role in the group's presence in the UK for more than 34 years and the recent establishment of the Jamaica National Bank UK among his many other notable achievements. All right. So, you know, let me give a round of applause. Whoops. Marlon, I am so sorry. My, <laughs> I moved Marlon back to the audience. I'm sorry, Marlon. I apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry. When you pressing and pressing all that you have no business pressing. <laughs> all right.
<laughs> congratulations to her. Our next story. Seven, well, oh, we have that one already. Why did I click on that one twice? Okay, here we go. Uh, JIPO encourages investors and entrepreneurs to protect their work. Story courtesy of, okay, you know something? I don't know why this is doing this. It's refusing to open up. Okay, here we go. Finally, courtesy of uh, jamaica.loopnews.com, inventors and entrepreneurs are being urged to protect their intellectual properties from exploitation by using patents. Executive Director, Jamaica Intellectual Property Office, Lily Claire Bellamy, noted that individuals and businesses often do not secure their handiworks and ideas. A patent, which is an exclusive right, granted for a product or process that offers a new solution generally spans two decades so with this the owner can prevent or stop others from using the protected inventions for commercial use any inventor or anyone who has the inventor's permission can obtain a patent by complying with the requirements of the patents and design act 2020. Uh, she added that individuals and businesses also have the option of seeking assistance from private attorneys who deal with intellectual property. She pointed out it is important to make an application and making the application becomes your notice. If you don't and you share that information with someone else, that someone else may get to JIPO before you and say that they invented it to obtain a patent in jamaica the invention must be novel and provide public utility however naturally occurring things scientific principles business methods weapons computer programs and schemes are not patentable protect your ipo folks whether you're in jamaica or anywhere in the world Check out the laws as it relates to um, intellectual property. And be careful when sharing your ideas. Okay? Be very careful. Because if you share it with someone and you fail to follow through, and that person is able to get beat you to the punch, you cannot make claim on them. It hurts, but you got to protect yourselves. And if you're not ready... To patent it, I'm not sure what the cost is. Keep your mouth shut. Don't share it with anyone. All right? Just a recommendation. Okay. Uh, four wellness spots to visit in Jamaica to rest and recharge. If this will open up for us. And it doesn't seem like it wants to open. So, okay, let me try one more thing. Because this is, I want to know where I can go to rest and recharge bear with me one second i'm gonna have to go the hard way to get into this article bear with me one moment let's see if i can pull it up pull it up okay it doesn't want okay it's moving slowly here we go we got it <laughs> okay so four wellness spots to visit in jamaica to rest recharge and reset so jamaica is known for its lush greenery turquoise waters and scenic views so if you're looking for a place to escape to rest and recharge well if you're in jamaica you don't have far to go and for those of us who want to go let's jump on a plane and 
check them out. Throughout the country, there are numerous hotels offering beautiful spa facilities as well as wellness retreats focused on your rejuvenation. Take some time, invest in your health and peace of mind so you can function at your optimum level by booking a stay at one of the many wellness spots across the island. Well, here are four we're going to check out. And according to jamaica.loopnews.com, they think they're worth a visit. First up, Driftwood Spa at Jake's Hotel. With its open-air treatment rooms, Driftwood Spa allows you to luxuriate in the beauty of nature while getting any range of beauty treatments you require. Situated within Jake's Hotel in Treasure Beach, Beach, and I think that's St. Elizabeth. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's St. Elizabeth. Do not revoke my Jamaican card, folks, if I'm wrong. The spa sits on the water's edge, allowing you to indulge your senses. Next up, Kiara Spa on the Cliff. Looking for a romantic couple's massage or a girlfriend's getaway to be pampered? The Kiara Spa, located within the Cliff Hotel, is the place to be. Located in Negril, the spa blends traditional and modern healing techniques with indigenous Jamaican botanicals, herbs, and ingredients for its signature wraps, scrubs, facials, and body therapies. The next one, number three, Oneness Wellness Farm. The Oneness Wellness Farm offers you a chance to reset and recharge. Set on a scenic hilltop overlooking the Caribbean Sea, this spa offers you a chance to relax in peace or engage in healing conversations. You can also sign up for a sovereignty camp to take control of your life. And last but certainly not least, Jackie's on the Reef. Set on an old coral reef overlooking the Caribbean Sea, Jackie's is the place to de-stress. Created by the owner as a temple of peace, Jackie's urges you to relax in nature. The eco-friendly wellness, guest house, and spa is all about connecting with nature. Guests dine on food made with vegetables and fruit grown organically by local planters and rainwater is used for all their needs. Every morning, yoga and meditation followed by breakfast are incorporated into your daily routine each morning you are offered yoga and meditation followed by breakfast which is all a part of the daily rate as well okay so hit that reset button you definitely want to do that if you're in jamaica indulge um, in local tourism, be a local tourist. We, we, what we, what we used to call it back in the day, dryland tourist. Don't be afraid to be a dryland tourist and explore <laughs> your country. But I'm laughing because Jack is on the reef, right? Guests dine on food made with vegetables and fruit grown organically by local planters. And rainwater is used for all their needs. Sound like country life to me. <laughs> Even though you may have um, water from NWC and you know how those water cutoffs go, right? Pump house not working <laughs> most of the time. So I think everybody in the country has a tank and the tank is filled with what? Rainwater, right? And many people in the country pick fruits from their trees, oranges. Some people grow watermelons. Hmm? Uh, I care off your tree. Um, 
Naysbury star apple. I'm 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 here thinking about home right now and what we have. Banana. Orange. Or, yeah, orange grapefruit. Um uh coconut. Mango. Mango, cherry, lychee, macadamia Ginep. nuts, yes, guava. I mean, every cane, everything. So back in Jamaica, for those of us who take it upon ourselves to migrate, cause we say we want a better life or a better way of life. You know, did we really trade up? Or did we sacrifice? Because right now we are indulging in things that are stored in refrigerators for months before they're put in the supermarket and hence once you take them out of the supermarket and bring them home they the um rotten. rotten as you say who that banana ripe as you say who that yeah so i'm going to be taking up a project it's something i've been wanting to do for the longest and i am going to start it finally since i have this side of you know one side of my yard fixed up which i'm going to use as a home garden but i am going to get my vegetables going again and here's the thing vegetables and herbs you don't need to have a lot of yard space folks even if you live in an apartment you can do vertical gardening have someone build a stand and something like an easel if you want or you can um go to your local store like a home depot or a lowe's have them cut the lumber for you and you create a fence so to speak and you attach your pots to it and you know you can grow your you can grow your own lettuce you can grow your own cabbage you can grow your own cucumbers your tomatoes your peppers you can grow your own things right and them store they even have raised beds to you know, so you can't even get the raised beds in my Yes, yes. I haven't bought scallion for a while, a couple weeks now, because I cut the scallion about two weeks ago, and already it's right back tall again. So I'm going to have to blend up um, what I have with some onion and peppers and use that for create my own green seasoning. Listen, folks. We, we need to stop making excuses. We complain about the cost of the um, items in the supermarket that are ridiculous. And, you know, gas prices attributed to that. Cost of living has gone up. So let us see how we can help ourselves. Ease our pockets and ease our bodies. Morning, moments. Good morning, James. I'm sorry to correct you. It's not cucumber. It's cucumber. A Jamaica come from and means a country girl. Cucumba. <laughs> Even my mother said cucumba, okay? So stop it. Close your mic, James. Close your mic. I'm No, but James make a good fight you know, because, because like it always come to me like whenever I'm gonna go, um like I wanna use to go like subway. Uh-huh. And you know, yeah, actually, you know, everything, you know, the lettuce, tomato, and whatever. And when you read cucumber, uh-huh. it's like, may I fair repeat it like 10 different times to them figure out what I'm talking about. I really talk of the subway thing. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, man. <laughs> Pronunciations, huh? Listen, there are some things you're not. You know, you can tell when a person is Jamaican the way they pronounce certain things, right? 
what is one thing that Jamaicans, no, ma no matter where you're from, it's a habit that we have when we're counting. Just listen for it. One, two, three. There three. we go. There we go. <laughs> That's it. <Three. laughs> That's it. We're Jamaican. Proud Jamaicans. One, two, three. And they're looking at tree. Yes, you know what I mean. Tree. That's it. Tree. And they know what cucumbers are too. So stop it. They That's just all need to stop. Exactly. They, they need to cut it out. What's another one? There's another one. I can't remember now, but there's another one that. What? Sur surf a ticket? Surf a ticket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and when they don't say, when it can't say a certificate, instead of saying surf a ticket, Bert Pieper. Not birth. Bert <laughs> and we like to put H's where they don't belong, turn O's into A's and A's into O's. Yeah, tell him hello for me there. <laughs> you understand though? Hello. I, I, I. Yes. And when they don't say Michelle, them say Michelle. Orville becomes Horville. Um, what's another one? Everton becomes Everton, <laughs> and we could go on and on. Gotta, gotta love, gotta love my people. But we're not the only ones who do it. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, but even in America, and and depends on where they come from. They don't say word correct. Uh, so some 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 states they 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 turn the er into a too. Cause oh really? Um, how, how many of them say what water? Uh, they, they don't pronounce certain words right. Hold on. Do any of us say water? Especially, though? We, we don't say water. No, but I'm just saying yeah. they, you know, and, and even in, um, like, if you ever, like, my, my, my stepdad come from Boston, they be, they be drawing their words and dropping the R and doing some stuff. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Ask anyone named Jesus. Ha. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. But um, there's one. Oh, my gosh. The first time I heard the term finna, I'm finna. I'm like, finna? What the heck is finna? I'm oh, finna. that's that Miami down south talk right there. Straight down so. That's straight down so. Yeah, that's Miami talk right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm finna go. I'm finna go. I'm like, what the heck? It took me a finna while. Gets on the yeah, I'm finna get something. I'm like, what on God's earth are these people talking about? Finna go. And you finna, are you fixing? It's either finna or fixing, depending on which, which part of the South you're from. I think in South Florida, they say finna. I think I've heard fixing in Georgia. Let me tell you. Wow. But the important thing is that you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Grab bits and pieces and put it all together. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's take a quick break. When we return, we have details of stories from the international scene. Here is a little Tony Braxton for us, long as I live. It's Turned Up Tuesday right here on Coffee and Toe. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me. Appreciate each and every one of you.
To all of our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. And of course, I have to say a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok Moments with me media. And the me in everything is MI. Have you checked out the Saturday lineup on Jano Radio? You, you need to do that. Saturdays are packed with excitement, kicking off at 12 p.m. with DJ Trouble, all-inclusive Saturdays. At 4 p.m., it's Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple. 5.30 p.m., it is the check-in with Pepita and DJ Simple. And then at 7 o'clock, Mixmaster Kavon brings us Freestyle Saturday. Go ahead and download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H. 
KNO. It is available in your Apple and Google Play Store. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Remember the Rosolo Show, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, or I should say this evening, live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Coming up after this one from Tony Braxton for International Stories. Time for us to get into the details of stories out of the rest of the world. Let me put it that way. On the international scene. First up, well, you know what? The next set of stories are courtesy of AlJazeera.com. First up, watch a British PM Sunak's first foreign policy speech made clear. UK's Prime Minister Rishni Sunak came into office last month with the expectation he would initiate a phase of new stable conditions for his party and the entire country. He must prepare a post-Brexit Britain as the war on European continent on the European continent continues for the new geopolitical challenges it faces. On Monday evening, he gave his first foreign policy speech that was significant for two reasons in particular. 
First, Sunak had no de facto foreign policy profile, although he has made it clear that he stands by European responsibility and for the defense of liberal values. He did so without outlining a coherent and precise vision for his foreign policy. The assumption was that he was close to former Prime Minister Boris Johnson on foreign policy, so supportive of Ukraine after Russia's invasion of their nation, supportive of, supportive of the U.S.-U.K. special relationship, cautious over China's influence on the U.K. And this is according to Victoria Honeyman, an associate professor of British politics at the University of Leeds when speaking with Al Jazeera. Beyond that, it's hard to know. Although, obviously, there has been discussion about whether Sunak's ethnicity and the fact that his wife has family and business interests in India might lead to better relations with India. Second, unlike his immediate predecessors Johnson and Liz, who were foreign ministers before becoming prime ministers, Sunak has no direct experience outside of financial markets on the international stage of geopolitics. However, the lack of experience could also be an advantage. Being an unknown quantity in terms of foreign policy views meant he was likely to be less ideological and more pragmatic. Given his background as Chancellor of the Exchequer and in financial services before entering politics, we can probably also expect him to emphasize economic over security or political factors more. That's according to James Strong, who is a senior lecturer in British politics and foreign policy. Therefore, his speech on British foreign policy and the role he sees Britain playing were eagerly awaited. When it comes to liberal values, Sunak's speech made it clear that liberal values would play a significant role and that he did indeed seek to broaden Britain's influence in the immediate future. Freedom and openness have always been the strongest forces of progress, said Sunak's keynote speech at the annual Lord Mayor's Banquet in London. This, however, Sunak continued, was never achieved by standing still. Britain must do more to defend its values of freedom and openness on the world stage, he added. Robust pragmatism is the term Sunak used to describe his foreign policy vision for Britain, which he had already displayed during his visit to Kiev and Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky last week. The visit underscored Britain's continued commitment to Ukraine despite the change in leadership. After all, while Britain has been at the forefront of the Western response to Russian aggression, questions about whether Sunak could maintain the defense spending commitment were raised. But in his speech, Sunak made clear that Britain would stand by Ukraine as long as it is necessary. He committed that military aid should be, well, should at least be maintained next year and possibly even increased. In addition, Sunak announced that he would provide new support to Ukraine's air defenses to protect the Ukrainian people and critical infrastructure. Moreover, Sunak said that the UK must and global dependence on authoritarian regimes, starting with Russian gas. However, the main question was that Sunak's position would be on China. In contrast to the Ukraine issue, 
he had provided contradictory signals in the past few weeks about how he wanted to shape relations with China in the future. Britain's relations with China have significantly deteriorated since UK's former Prime Minister David Cameron and China's President Xi Jinping famously shared a pint of beer in a pub in 2016. The UK has, over the last five years, tended to treat China with more caution than it had previously. This was driven by concerns over spying accusations, the approach of the U.S. to China, and concerns over investment in infrastructure projects. Setting the course for British-China policy comes at a sensitive time. The protests against the COVID lockdown in many Chinese cities could make it challenging to approach Beijing, and the arrest of a BBC journalist in Shanghai did not help the issue either. Moreover, the U.S. government has tightened its course against Beijing and essentially banned the import and sale of IT and surveillance technology. But there are domestic challenges that Sunak has to face, right? However, Sunak's foreign policy plans are announced at a time when record inflation, high taxes, the crisis in public services, the deterioration of the healthcare system, and the beginning of a possible prolonged recession in Britain raise significant problems for many people. In this sense, it needs to be seen how far he can advance his foreign policy vision amidst the domestic challenges. Britain's economic weakness inevitably limits his freedom of action. However, announcing his foreign policy agenda could also benefit the, the British people amidst the current malaise. If you want to increase Britain's economic interests, research suggests that investing in ODA, Official Development Assistance Funding, is a good way to do that. Create more stable, more affluent countries you can trade with and build relationships he has his work cut out for him, without a doubt, undoubtedly. Um, I'm not sure what the temperature is on the ground in how people are feeling right now with his performance so far. He's still new to the chair, new to the seat, new to the position. Um, how are the folks in UK feeling? Are they confident that he will be able to move the country forward? Or are they sitting on the fence, a little apprehensive, or probably optimistic, hopefully, but just sitting and watching to see how he handles this? Because he stepped in at a tumultuous time. Everything has been tumultuous in UK politics and government so far in the last two years, we want to say. So let's see how it works out for him, his views on foreign policy, his vision for foreign policy. Um, will he be able to maintain diplomatic relationships, um, amicable diplomatic relationships that are favorable for all parties involved? Will he have to toe the line? A lot of questions, I do. I know, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions. And I guess they will get answered as the your or his time progresses in office go right ahead james yeah i feel like 
you know, if he can get through this, you know, automatically he's going to deserve a statue somewhere. Because the, since the whole Brexit thing, the Brexit um, thing um, took down like what, four, four prime ministers in, in a short space of time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it since it was it was Cameron, right? Um, under his leadership, the whole Brexit thing came in. I'm not. And, I can look that up. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, and since that, since that, um, Theresa May, um, what's her name, and Boris, like four of them in in since the whole Brexit thing came in. So, if he can pull them through this, <laughs> yeah, he deserve a statue. Cause, but it it seem. Because you don't hear a lot of loud noise. Because um, when when Teresa took over, you, you you heard a lot of rumbling. Like as soon as she took over, mm-hmm. so it's it's been fairly quiet. So it hopefully that means they're giving him a chance. Because yeah, it it it's not going to look good if 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 he has to to, to step down or something. It's going to look really really bad because it's already bad already. You know, with with how many prime ministers this thing took down. So, hopefully, they give him a good, uh, a fair chance, and they they can bring, they can bring back our, our Jamaica motherland <laughs> 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 to some to some, you know, respectable <clears throat> level, because it's it's like a puppy show for the past five years, I would say. All so right. Hopefully. So, uh, James, what I want to do here, I jump to to Wikipedia because I want to give a. Um, the wikipedia definition of brexit for our listeners who are not familiar and for those of us you know right here in clubhouse who are not 100 percent familiar with brexit um as well so uh brexit was the withdrawal of the united kingdom from the european union and that took place on january 31st 2020 the uk is the only sovereign country to have left the eu or the ec The UK had been a member state of the EU or its predecessor, the European Communities, EC, sometimes of both at the same time since January 1, 1973. Following Brexit, EU law and the Court of Justice of the European Union no longer have primacy over British laws, except in select areas in relation to Northern Ireland. The European Union Withdrawal Act 2018 retains relevant EU law as domestic law, which the UK can now amend or repeal. Under the terms of the Brexit withdrawal agreement, Northern Ireland continues to participate in the European single market in relation to goods and to be a de facto member of the EU Customs Union. All right, so... uh, in a nutshell, for those of us who are wondering, what the heck is Brexit? We hear the term, but what is it? Okay, so Brexit, the British exit. BR, British, and then exit. There we go. Okay, so the withdrawal of the UK from the European Union. Yeah, but I, I think it was a bad look because... Because if I if I remember correctly, they they were they're the one that spearhead um, the whole um, European Union, and and they are also the one, if I can remember correctly, so they are also the first one who object to the to the same the African Union, 
mm-hmm. when um what's his name that they, they went and killed was was trying to form the union and and they went and kill him and call him terrorist godfrey godfrey yeah so so yeah they 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 were they were the one that spearheaded so it 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 it's so yeah it looked bad because they they set it up and then they're exiting and and they um deny africa from setting up their their union which i i believe that africa would have been um way ahead of of where it is now like there there are few countries in africa that's you know doing really well you know ghana and nigeria and, and some other countries but i believe that if the, the african union was allowed to to be formed africa would be like the continent to to even though like there's an emerge of of africa now but that's been um fueled by china you know africa could have done it by by themselves with the union and yeah the the british stop it so you know i guess it's what what them said like um karma i guess i can't come karma come back with them <laughs> all right thank you james so china says u.s ship illegally intruded in waters near spratless china's military has said it drove away a united states naval ship that illegally intruded into waters near the spratly islands in the disputed south china sea the actions of the u.s military seriously violated china's sovereignty and security and that's according to tian junli spokesman for the southern theater command of the people's liberation army the u.s ship the uss chancellorsville a guided missile cruiser had recently sailed through the Taiwan Strait. There was no immediate comment from the U.S. military. China claims almost the entire South China Sea under a nine-dash line that an international court ruled in 2016 had no merit. It has ignored that decision. Instead, building artificial islands and expanding military activities in the sea, which is also claimed by the Philippines, Malaysia, Vietnam, Brunei, and Taiwan. Tian accused the U.S. of being a security risk maker in the area, claiming the sailing by the USS Chancellorsville was another ironclad proof of its hegemony in the navigation and militarization of the South China Sea. The Southern Theater Command said on its WeChat social media account that Chinese troops would remain on high alert. The U.S. has rejected China's expansive claims in the resource-rich waters. It has sent a number of warships through the South China Sea in recent years in what it calls freedom of navigation exercises and also expressed support for an agreement on a binding code of conduct and other confidence-building measures. On a visit last week to Palawan on the edge of the disputed waters, Vice President Kamala Harris said the U.S. would push for an international campaign against irresponsible behavior in the South China Sea. We must stand up for principles such as respect for sovereignty and territorial integrity, unimpeded lawful commerce, the peaceful resolution of disputes, and the freedom of navigation and overflight in the South China Sea and throughout the Indo-Pacific, she said in a speech. China's artificial islands include at least seven outposts in the Spratlys, where it has built ports, military installations, and airstrips. (laughs) 
What is WeChat, Dre? Never heard of it until now. What is WeChat? It's a uh, it's it's a uh, WhatsApp. Um, it's like WhatsApp, but more powerful. You can transfer money. You can do a whole bunch of things, but it, it's uh, specifically target mostly um the Asian community use it. Okay. So uh, I used to be on WeChat, but I don't know what I think I switched phones and I couldn't get back into it and someone have to like invite you. Mm. So I'm always looking for someone to invite me and um I don't know my Asian people want to invite me so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's up with that but yeah someone have to invite you and it's, it's like a WhatsApp but oh. it's it's like really powerful. Okay. You could do a lot of things on it. So I pulled it up, Dre. Went to Google, pulled it up. WeChat. Um, WeChat is a Chinese instant messaging, social media, and mobile payment app developed by Tencent. It was first released in 2011. It became the world's largest standalone mobile app in 2018 with over 1 billion monthly active users. Operating systems that can be used Android. Harmony OS for watching bands, iOS, Mac OS, Windows. It is available in 17 languages. WeChat has been described as China's app for everything and a super app because of its wide range of functions. WeChat provides text messaging, hold to talk voice messaging, broadcast one to many messaging, video conferencing, video games sharing of photographs and videos and location sharing user activity on wechat is analyzed tracked and shared with chinese authorities upon request as part of the mass surveillance network in china wechat wechat sorry censors politically sensitive topics in china data transmitted by accounts registered outside china is surveilled analyzed and used to build up censorship algorithms in China. In response to a border dispute between India and China, WeChat was banned in India in June 2020, along with several other Chinese apps. U.S. President Donald Trump sought to ban U.S. transactions with WeChat through an executive order, but was blocked by a preliminary preliminary injunction issued in the United States District Court for the Northern District of California in September 2020. Oh, okay. Well, Dre, I have to say thank you. Thank you for um, teaching me about WeChat. Yeah, yes, it, it's, a, it's a powerful tool. It's a... Uh pretty good i i used to have like i used to communicate with people on it but as i said I, I switched phones and i couldn't get back in it was just difficult for me to get back in actually i'm gonna check if i really need someone to like uh vouch for me again because when i'll try to get back in it they it's like uh somebody that been on the app for this time i have to invite you back in and all the it was just one bag of headache and i just i, I just couldn't bother <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Dre? Can I ask a question? Yeah, I guess. Yes. With all the oversight of that app, why would you get back on it? Uh, 
I have like a lot of connection with like the Asian community and, and most of them use that. So to, to, to talk to certain people, they rather talk to WeChat. Okay, more for yeah. conversation, less for Yeah, business. and then you could you, you could do like business transaction on it and all different kind of thing. You know, and they just rather go through WeChat. You just, you, you know, like Jamaican people just like WhatsApp, even though you can't call your phone. <laughs> It, it, it's kind of the same thing and even though it have the oversight even though it have the oversight sometimes they rather speak on wechat the, 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 the commun community is kind of different they rather speak to wechat they i guess they just feel safer through it even though it have the oversight i don't know why thanks dre thank yeah. you dre okay all right. So I learned something new today. We learned something, Javette. We chat. All right. There's so much things in this world that, I mean, you could just learn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never heard, never heard of WeChat, and that's so strange to me. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah, it's a big oh, thing. In, it's a big thing in California, I guess, because of the... Uh, the Asian community on this side, but that's all I know about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yes. Um, Afo, it's the first time I was hearing about it. Very first time. So it's good to oh, learn okay. something new every day. Yeah, you would think with one billion users, it's something that I'd have heard about, but no, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, moments. Um, I don't know if you saw, but I sent you some stuff on Instagram. <laughs> Listen, uh, I was off the grid <laughs> over the entire weekend. I, yeah. I was sent something last night, so. Last night? Okay, I haven't yeah, I checked that last yet. Night. Yeah, I don't know. If, I, I'm not sure if you guys have spoken about it. Um, I can say it, and then you let me know if you spoke about it before. Okay. Um, about a uh, new zombie virus that's 50 toes a year old. Um, zombie virus that's been under ice in what frozen Russian lake or something like that. Sci French scientists finally unearthed it, uh, whatever it is. So it might be the new pandemic. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I sent it to you, so you can look into it. Um, it's a few persons in Clubhouse and a few persons on IG. They've been speaking about it and stuff like that and posting it. Um, so yeah, you can look into it and. You know, sounds like you guys haven't spoken about it as yet. So. No, we have not. Yeah. This I'm gonna have to um I'm gonna have to bring it up tomorrow. Ooh, I have a ton of messages here in, in IG. Oh Lord, I gotta get busy. I have work to do. I have catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna have to look through and I'll review it and if anything we if we're able to we'll bring it up tomorrow. Can I ask Dre, Dre something? Yeah man, go right ahead. Yeah, Dre, do you know who owned that app? Yeah. And Dre? Oh. Dre, are you there? The developer is Tencent Holdings Limited. Um, no, I'm I'm wondering if 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 um what's her name have have anything to do with the with the hub too? The the same lady that was was um held in Canada by the US government. Because they, they are a tech giant, so I'm wondering if they have anything to do with it. Um, if they have ownership in it. Tencent, Alan Zhang. 
so Alan Zhang, um, also known as Zhang Chaolong, is a Chinese computer programmer and technology executive. He's known for leading the developments of WeChat and Fox Mail. He's senior executive pri- uh, vice president and president of Wexin Group at Tencent Holdings Limited. Not seeing her name. I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not seeing her name yet. So we don't know. I don't know. What does that mean for you? And if she is, what would that mean for you, James? No, because to be fair, I believe that all of these apps, like even Clubhouse right now, I, I know like everything is recorded and, and everything has been tapped into WhatsApp, the same thing. So, you know, I think, you know, because the the U.S. and Canada, um, that's why they, 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 they kind of put a clamp on, on, because on, they own um, that telephone company. Um, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the company. Um, but they are one of the biggest phone company out of China. Um, and, right. and they, yeah, and they put, they, they, they kind of clamping down on them because they, they are saying that they are taking, um, information from North America. They're storing information. So like, like they're, you know, in on our calls. But the thing is like, America is doing the same thing. Canada is doing like all of these countries are doing the same thing. So it's, it just, I don't know how, like, other countries like China and India deal with, like, say, you know, um, American apps or, or American technology in their country. But it just seemed like they're using, like, these countries, all, everyone is using technology to spy in on people. So it, it, it just it's just a crazy world we're living in. Crazy indeed. What is today? Today is the 29th. Yeah, I had a blank moment. <laughs> All right, so um, our next story. French teen seeks justice after policeman beats and urinates on him. This is just so gross. The mobile phone footage is shaky, but undeniable. A slender teenager sits in the harsh fluorescent glare of a police station in the Paris suburbs. Towering above him is a municipal police officer in a dark blue uniform, his bulky frame accentuated by a bulletproof vest. The officer taunts and intimidates the boy, grabs him by the collar, jerks him violently to one side of the bench, and hits him hard across the head. He's only 14 years old. While shocking, it is not the worst of the abuse this minor suffered last year on March 17. The police officer identified as Cedric G., had allegedly urinated on him and one of his two 16-year-old friends earlier that night after detaining the trio for breaching curfew rules enforced during the coronavirus pandemic. Also present on the scene was local police chief Johan C., who allegedly told one of the 16-year-old boys, Since there are trees and you are black, you could climb onto the trees. The case recently exposed by French news site Media Part is the latest in a long line of police abuses which have come to light in France in recent times, often targeting black and Arab men, demonstrating what rights groups term systemic brutality and racism in its security forces. 
Despite being sacked by the municipality of St. Owen last year in July, both Cedric G. and Johan C. subsequently found municipal jobs elsewhere in the Paris region. And while Cedric G., still operating as a police officer, faces persecution at, I'm not sure how to pronounce this in French, so I'm going to just skip and say a court, on December 15, his former boss appears to be off the hook. Police officers know that they are protected, said Omer Mas Capitolina, founder of the Community House for Supportive Development, one of six NGOs that last year raised a class action against the French government for systemic discrimination by police officers carrying out identification checks. These sorts of cases are widespread. Often, people don't speak out because it is too humiliating. But those boys were lucky, he told Al Jazeera. As it turned out, the brother of one of the victims, an anti-crime agent with a national police force, immediately complained to the municipal authorities. But it was still their word against that of the sworn police officers. There is a long litany of denials. Faced with a long litany of denials that any violence had occurred, supported by a bland police report on the supposedly routine ID checks carried out on the night, the case might have collapsed and the crucial video evidence not come to light. But even though the falsehoods and cover-ups have since been exposed, justice is far from being done. According to media part, investigators were denied security camera footage from the location where the boys were detained and reportedly handcuffed and beaten, with the control center claiming the footage had already been erased. The mobile phone footage from the station taken by an officer identified as David L., subsequently came to light. Faced with irrefutable proof of his abusive behavior, Cedric G. dismissed his actions as a couple of slaps, claiming that the 14-year-old had insulted him. According to testimony by three police officers, Johann C. seemed to express pride when shown the video evidence. The municipality acted on the evidence, and both officers were sacked in short order. But despite their repeated acts of bad faith, it did not see fit to take claims that Cedric G. had urinated on the boys any further. The officer had claimed to be suffering from a prostate problem, having simply pinched his sex to alleviate the need to urinate, a claim backed up by Johan C. and the five other officers present on the scene whose testimonies had otherwise proven unreliable, to say the least. Despite his supposed condition, Cedric G. failed to come up with medical certificates to back his testimony. Tests on items of clothing provided by one of the victims as evidence had come up negative, a spokesperson for the municipality told Al Jazeera. Factually, the urination wasn't proven by the inquiry. It's difficult if there is no proof. That's why we recognized an intention to humiliate in the inquiry, but no urine. The town's Socialist Party mayor, Karim, elected in 2020, is trying to escalate an ethical police force focused on prevention rather than repression, he said. It's a project that is close to his heart. 
The municipality is supporting the victims at the, at the upcoming hearing and reportedly covering their legal fees. But following the municipality's lead, prosecutors at the court have also shied away from investigating claims that Cedric G. urinated on victims. While the officer is being tried for indecent exposure and deliberate violence by a person in a position of public authority, he will be spared any further scrutiny on the most serious charge of all. Of course, the lawyer representing the 14-year-old has accused the court of habitually failing to show solidarity with victims of police violence. So, it's not just here in the U.S., as you may want to think. It's everywhere. Go right ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know someone opened their mic. I was not looking. Go right ahead. It was me. I'm getting a red bar, so I'm not sure if you can hear me. Loud and clear. Go ahead, Javette. We're hearing you. In the statement that you just read. <laughs> wow. First, if they're claiming they didn't urinate on the young boy, why did he have to bring up that he has a prostate, a so-called prostate. <laughs> there's just there's many like oxymorons in the statement. It's it's a shame. It's just a shame. Yeah. All right. And if you have a prostate issue and you need to make yourself comfortable, you say you didn't urinate, okay? Why the need to take out your private parts in front of this 14-year-old. Huh? And then when the video was shown to you by a colleague before this blew up, you felt proud about your actions. Wouldn't one want to go to the restroom to fix themselves or whatever it is that you need to do? You saw it fit to do it right there in front of a 14 year old and then the other part the statement i need to go back and find it because i don't want to um misquote verbally abusive tell us about, about climbing the, the tree yeah about um, the black tree. yeah since there are trees and you are black you could climb onto the trees yeah that one i hope they win i hope they sue them for everything that they can clean up clean up get rid and how is it that they were um relieved of their duties there but they were able to subsequently find municipal jobs elsewhere. What happened? There's no communication between the um, posts of command? N none? Oh, I did have the question. Does municipal job mean they found another police officer job? You know, let me check. Let's, let me check on that. Because, <laughs> whew, in France, in France, 
Let's go over to France. I believe so. Municipality should be like a like a parish or, or anything else like or a county. Mm-hmm. I wanna think so too. I wanna think so too. So uh, uh, local government. But it could mean just a desk job versus being a police officer. It could. You're you're absolutely right. It could jobs but it's definitely in government that part we know it's not showing me here i'm trying to find something here hmm. it, it's a it's an office job because i don't think you have munis, municipal policing yeah you, you have um provincial and and federal but i don't think um at munis, municipal level they have police police jobs so it, it's 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 a government job but i it it wouldn't be in policing. Alright, so But but ahead, you know you know you, you know what's interesting though, like hmm. you know like I always go back to like um you know like the, 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 the Peter Tosh the Peter Tosh um song that says like as long as you're a black man you're African <laughs> and it's just you, you you wonder you wonder like if we saw that we 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 see we as black people across in the diaspora like saw ourselves as africans and and africa was more powerful like if all of these atrocities would be happening to black people across the the diaspora because like i've observed in the jewish community i've i've i'll be here in canada and i'll see something on the news going on like in, in some parts of the world um, against like some, some Jews and every community of Jewish people rise up and they demand answers and they, they stretch across from wherever they are in the world, Canada, America or whatever. And if you, if, if you, cause I used to work in that community and from as far as, as they are, like they're sending money to, 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 to support and to do whatever. And they're getting answers, you know. So you it, you wonder like if if Africa was 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 stronger because, like especially in France, my gosh, like you think America is bad? France, my God, the, the way they treat black people over there, you know. So you you wonder like if 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 the continent was stronger and governments in the in the continent could 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 step up and 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 fight for their people, you know, the same way. The same way all um when the Americans went to Singapore and go go pee on the people um grass and, and they got flagged and the American government reached out and said, you know, that's that's um you know unjust to, to be beating their citizens because they 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 pee outside, you know? Like if 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 we could have people to fight for us in the diaspora, that, that would be an amazing thing. But you know, I guess you know, we don't really see ourselves as Africans, so what are they fighting for, you know? But James, back in the day, France used to accept colored people. So when did it change? I don't know, but it, it got it got really bad. Like it no, trust me, like it like in sports, in 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 when when you see like some of those um sports play and they're throwing like banana peel on on the on the on, on the sport uh, on the pitch and stuff like that and like i 
have a, a friend from Jamaica that lived there, and trust me, it it. So I don't know. You're right. Like France used to accept because the same guy, the guy that that um Devonos, the guy that built Devonos, that buy out the first black Jamaican billion, uh, millionaire. That's where he made his millions, like almost hundred years ago. So obviously, like they had a better relationship with with black people, like hundred and years ago, for a Jamaican to leave and go there and became um, an expert in wine and made millions and came back to Jamaica and become the first black millionaire. So obviously there, there something, I don't know what changed, but something happened. It's not changed, they just, they, they, they've, been, they, they, they've been like, you know, they just accept the, the black people and because they were colonizers. These people actually come from the, the, the colonists in Africa or whatever, but I've been to France and I mean they never treat me no way, but I do see they treat the African them pretty bad. I don't know if they sense that I was American or something, but they treat the African I see from my own eyes on the road, the police or they the, the, the guys they could be selling on the side of the streets and they allow and they come and just mash up the people them things and I was like, What the hell is going on here? You know, they they really they just racist. That's just it. They they have always been. Yeah, they have. They have always been. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Prezi. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no, no. I was just quarterbacking what um what James was saying, even with the sports, sports in um <clears throat> within sports in France, um because it was even an issue that came up. Um, I think it was it was early this early early this month. Um, with um, Mbappe, um, you know, most I guess you know that's one of the the, um, the French national players. Um, <clears throat> you know, for most people who probably know him, and it was a <clears throat> it was an issue that where he was saying that you know he wasn't getting uh, much um, you know support. Um, you know, basically, you know, regarding you know issues where race was concerned. So it was like you know it was something that wasn't necessarily being addressed. And, you know, for him, he felt like, you know, he wanted to basically just give up the whole um, football thing because of that. So it has been an issue. Um, And, I mean, as James was saying, you see it a lot in, you know, in the sporting um, industry there. Um, But I guess it's something that has not, you know, it doesn't appear that way. But, you know, it is very much, um, yeah, alive in France. Okay. All right. Hold on one second. So thank you, Prezi. Go ahead, Chili. You're next. Go right ahead. Now, I was just going to agree with, um, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Yeah, I was going to agree with um, Prezi and what James was saying, because when I went to Paris, like, me and my friend, then, like, I didn't know if they knew that we were, like, Caribbean or from America or what the thing was, but they treated us way better. Like, everybody was trying to talk to us, even the black people in there, but, like, it's like, I don't know, it's like an American thing too, or I guess like a European thing. It's like they hate the black people and the Muslim people from Africa more, and they like like the Americans or the Canadians, or they see us as like, I guess, the cool or fashionable black people. So I felt the love there, but I also saw the hate of the other people. So I don't understand it, but the little thing that's still been going on, like how they throw the banana peels at the football game and everything else. Wow. Um, you know, watching not really watching, but glimpsing the World Cup that's going on. And it's something I've noticed before, but 
with the World Cup, I can't help but notice that many of the European teams have a lot of black players, but they don't care for black people. Many of the black players are from Africa or of African descent. Some of them were born in these European countries. Their parents migrated. So you like us or you don't like us. Oh, no, you just want to use us. Yeah, sorry, moments. There, there was this picture. There's this, um, this picture, this image of when France won the World Cup. There's this image posted on online with, with the players. Every single player was African. Um, and and the, the, in, in the, the, the photo shot with them, they put the, the country flags right beside them. Not one was um, a native of, of, of France. And, and that's the thing, because like even Mbappe, Mbappe is like LeBron James. This guy is like a genius. So for even for him to be getting that treatment, just imagine the guy that's selling on the street. Because if he's getting that treatment and he's scoring goals and making millions, billions of dollars, and, and, and people cram stadium just to see like this guy do magic with, it, with his foot, and they still treat him that way. Just imagine the average person, the average African get treated there. But I just can I jump in? Yeah, man, go yeah, go go ahead, Javette. We spoke about this already. It's up to us to decide how we're going to maneuver this world because all of this is not new. It's not new. If you if he is one of the best players and he gets treated like how you're saying he gets treated, he's deciding that the benefit outweighs how he's getting treated. We all know this. We all know that we, there, we have to walk in duality. So we have to decide how we're going to maneuver through it. And yes, it's sad and we talk about it every day, but this, if we were this and if we were that, it, it, I th I'm just kind of uh oh here comes Fabian he's going to come and get me now <laughs> <laughs> hold on let me bring him up <laughs> go ahead Fabian I, I will I will <laughs> morning Fabian morning everybody morning 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 <laughs> go ahead go ahead no I was listening uh, oh, oh, oh you are listening okay no. okay yeah, yeah I'm listening <laughs> I, I thought you were coming for me, Fabian. I thought you were I'll me. never come for you, Javet. Never ever. Go through, man. Talk, talk your talk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, learning to exist and to navigate and um whew, I'm tired. L let me just leave it right there. Let me just leave it right there. Cause I don't want to go down a rabbit hole because <laughs> we can get in and then probably have a hard time getting out. But yeah, um, so Chile, you said that the way you were treated, let me ask you a question. Were you treated equally until they recognized that you were from the Caribbean or no? Sorry, I wasn't quite sure if I heard you say that part. 
I would say yes and no because I, I don't know. They was always trying to talk to me. I took like I took a little bit of French when I was in Florida mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. These people, these it was like a group of I would say like six of us, and then we met up with a bunch of other people because we was out there for a wedding. I've never been to France, but I went out there, and these people was trying to talk to us like everywhere we went, like all the black people there and the white people too and everything else like that. But then they realized we're Americans, like they were interested more. And even though they know you don't want to speak French or you don't know how to, or you don't know a few words, they still try to talk to you. So I don't know. It's like I got equal treatment and different treatment because I guess some of them thought we were African too. Mm. Okay. Right. Yeah, we had like African ladies in like the traditional way trying to sell us like, um, I don't want to mispronounce it or know the words for it, but like, or you would have like um, dashiki and like them dressed there and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to like, the women in our group, and they were like trying to ask me like, oh, you think it's a good pattern? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, oh shit, like he's American too. Like you thought, we thought, I don't know, they thought we were Ethiopian or from Eritrea or wherever. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Go ahead, James. And, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, it's so bad in the culture that like, just imagine, you know, you know, getting up, taking a shower, putting on your, your jersey to support your side, and going in your kitchen and take out a banana for go to a, a football match. And it's not just one person, like like hundreds of people in the stadium with banana. And it it's something that happened over it happened to I, I believe um Thierry Henry, I think he walked off the team walked off walked off the, the pitch one time. Because people were um, throwing banana and, and, and shouting monkey, monkey. And um, he was going to play and then the other player said no. And they walked off. So it's something that's been happening for decades. And it's, it's, it's not one, it's not two. As I said, like hundreds of people, um, you know, like throwing banana on, onto the field. Especially like, you know, like when, when you go to the corner to take the corner kick, they, they, they throw banana on the players. So it's it's something that's embedded in in those people. Well, let me ask you a question, James. You know, um, isn't it a choice though to play for the teams? I think that's what Javette was saying. Couldn't you? You can't force people to change, right? You might tell them to be. You might try to tell them to be respectful and to behave themselves in public. But deep down inside, they are who they are. Don't we have a choice to say, you know something, because you're racist or your your actions speak racism, I choose not to represent your, the team, not to represent the country. Isn't that a choice that could be um, put into effect? Yeah, but these these guys are thinking about feeding their family, and it's not just. But like, there are Spain other ways to feed too. your family, James. No, seriously. Spain, Spain is the same thing too. So it's not it's it's not just a French problem; it's a European problem. And if you if you are a, a football player from one of those African countries and, and you are the best at what you do, you were inspired by like Pele or or some of those guys that came before you, and you want to go play. You're gonna end up in Europe. It's just a reality of it. So, and and I think I don't think not playing because if they don't play for a European team, where are they gonna play? Oh, you know. So, James, question free. Let me ask you a question. One second. Oh. Give me one second. Let me ask you a question, James. Um, you have a restaurant. 
you offer Caribbean food. You hear that um, the folks in Quebec love Caribbean food. And I'm just throwing an example out here, and I'm, I'm not saying the people in Quebec are, okay? Hear me out, folks. So you decide that you want to set up shop in Quebec. But upon learning more about the folks in Quebec, you realize that they like the food, they just don't like you. And they don't really want you there. And you decide, you know what? I'm going to go in there because I want to make money there. They like my food. I prepare it well. I want to make money. I'm going to set up shop. So you go ahead and you open up the restaurant, right? Serving real good food. They see you. They're like, uh, 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 uh. We didn't say we want you here. We just want the food. So then you show up to work one morning, say you're going at four o'clock. I know a lot of restaurants here in South Florida, the owner's going at four o'clock in the morning to open up and start the prep work. So you, you're going at four o'clock and you see banana skins all over your door or they spray paint your door, your windows with expletives or the N word, or they may say, get out. We don't want you here. But you decide that you're going to continue to stay because they like the food and you want the money. At that point, who's, who, who, who's, who is to be blamed? Um, I'm not going to say anybody is to be blamed because when you look at, like, you know, someone like Mbepe, um, one of the highest paid um, soccer players in the world right now, and you look at a lot of these other guys and you look at the stuff that they have to go through, like, you look at them as, like, heroes, because they know that they have to develop the mental toughness to, to deal with racism because they have a bigger picture. A lot of these guys are changing Africa. Like small villages are turning into communities now because of these guys, the money that these guys are pumping back. And the same thing in the NBA. When you look at Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam and these guys, these guys are playing basketball in America. They're not going through what the, Af the Africans are going through, playing soccer. But these guys have a goal in their mind. While the American um, basketball players are buying big car and big house and stuff like that, these guys are sending back money to Africa and building communities. So in terms of him making the decision that, look, they can call me monkey, they can throw banana or whatever, but I'm going to sign this um, 50 million euro contract and I'm going to change my community, my little village that my mother and my father grew up in um, before they, they moved to France and stuff like that. You have to understand it from that perspective too, because, um, yeah, like, him can, him can quit and say, I'm not play football anymore. But if he go into any other field, racism exists everywhere you go in Europe. Like, you can find it anywhere. So, like, take the 50 million um, euro and let them call him monkey, and you just know, say, you have a, a goal in mind that you're going to change your community and that's what these guys are doing so you know i respect them for that okay. all right thank you all so much for the passionate conversation love it okay so next up qatar energy kanoka phillips sign lng deal for germany Qatar Energy and Canoco Phillips have signed two sales and purchase agreements to export liquefied natural gas to Germany for at least 15 years, starting 2026. 
the first such supply deal to Europe from Qatar's Northfield expansion project. The agreement will provide Germany with 2 million tons of LNG annually, arriving from Ras Lafan in Qatar to Germany's northern LNG terminal at Bronze Boutel, Qatar's energy uh, chief executive said. All right. And next up, stowaways travel from Nigeria to Canary Islands on the ship's rudder. Three stowaways traveling for 11 days on a ship's rudder were rescued by the Spanish Coast Guard and hospitalized in the Canary Islands, Spanish authorities have said. The large ship had departed from Lagos, Nigeria on November 17, according to ship tracking website Marine Traffic, and the men were rescued on Monday. Found on the Alethini 2 oil tanker at the Las Palmas port, the men appeared to have symptoms of dehydration and hypothermia and were transferred to hospitals on the island for medical attention. Throughout the journey, at least three migrants and refugees had been hanging on to the narrow metallic rudder with their feet dangling just a few feet above the Atlantic Ocean. In a photograph Spain's Coast Guard distributed on Twitter on Monday, the three men were seen perched on the rudder of the oil tanker. The Coast Guard said they rescued the stowaways after the tanker had docked. Though extremely dangerous, it is not the first time stowaways have been found traveling on the rudder of commercial ships to the Canary Islands, which is located around 60 miles off the coast of Morocco. In late 2020, Spanish authorities identified six others traveling from Nigeria on the rudders of two tankers. So, and back in 2020, a 14-year-old was one of those um, who had to endure the fourteen, the two-week journey, 14-day journey. Um, what I would say to ships departing, check your ships thoroughly. See to it that there's no one there because that is dangerous. It's a, yes, you want to leave your country, but it's a dangerous way to do so. Um, so ships can do their part. Owners of these ships can do their part. See to it that a thorough inspection is done, not only on the ship, but under the ship as well, on the outside. Okay, And that's that story wraps up the stories from the international scene. Going to take a quick break. When we return, we have stories out of North America. Long time. B-Rock. Why don't you return my calls? Why you trip out where I be? You don't ever come to see me. You say that you're too busy. What the hell? I don't have time. Why you messing with my mind? I can't find another guy. Someone who will treat me right. I don't need this bullshit. I won't put up with it any longer. What about us? 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 What about us?
Listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. First, gotta give a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. PM Eastern this evening. Just don't forget to log on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, or FutureFM.net. If you are in Mount Vernon, the Bronx, or Westchester, tune into FutureFM 98.9 on the FM dial. It is Zero Solo Show. Oh, baby, when you're kissing me. Oh, baby, when you're loving me. It's Turned Up Tuesday. You a mix mixed up vibe today, right here in Coffee and Toe. World news on the go. Do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views.
This one, Mariah Carey. Haven't heard this one in forever. Title track is The Roof. Back in time. It's approaching the time of year when she makes bank, right? I think she's the one that makes the most money at Christmas time. Her, what's her popular? Carol, I forgot the name of it, but there's one that she does that you everywhere you go you hear it. Can't miss it. All I want for Christmas is you. And then she All goes, ah! <laughs> Yes, that's it, Pressy. Yes. And then she proceeds to break the crystal <laughs> glasses. 
Yep. But let me ask a question. <laughs> so I was watching um a snippet of a group performance on TikTok. It was Fantasia, Yolanda Adams, Patty LaBelle, Jennifer Hudson, and Queen Latifah. So great performance not gonna lie great performance but i said why is it that when a group of people who get together you know who can sing and i mean sang get together it always sounds as though they're trying to outdo the other person to see who can go higher who can hold the note longer Whose mouth can open wider that you can damn near see their intestines. Ah, you can count the fillings in their teeth. I'm always wondering, why, why, why do we do that? Or is that what is supposed to happen? I don't know. It's, it's competition. <laughs> it's just competition. <laughs> it's all in fun. I'm sure when the basketball players get on court, they do the same thing or any type of sports person get on. Even a rapper or a singer uh-huh. oh. is who can do better at the time. <laughs> I think it's all in good fun. Okay. It's like, Javette, oh, you can sing, but I'm going to outsing you. And then here comes Orange. Ah, uh-uh, you two think you can sing. I'm going to show you who the real singer is. <laughs> just go. I find it amusing. I'm like, why is this like a circus? Can we just enjoy each other's talents? We don't have to scream the loudest and it's with gospel music too this is something i always find funny you start out nice and mellow and then by the time you are halfway through you forgot how the song started because it's a whole different vibe (laughs) you're either running up and down or you're screaming at i'm sorry forgive me oh lord i need help Revoke my black card. It's okay. Revoke it. There's certain things I just don't understand. Never. We have to stand together. (laughs) (laughs) You can't take back any cards. (laughs) Well, let me be quiet. (laughs) I don't know if it's because I grew up Anglican, so I'm not accustomed to that style. I don't know. Love gospel music. Don't get me wrong. But I always wondered... Why it starts out nice and mellow and then, you know, <laughs> forgive me. Oh, Lord, Lord, I have said. No, I, I agree with you with that Anglican stuff. Because even when I go to church now and there are just times where the pastor is like, if you don't get up out of your seat, you're not feeling it. And I'm like, this is not how I grew up. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it is that church thing. Okay. I call them charismatic churches, right? Because, you know, they, they push you down and they want you to run up and down in the aisles and fall out on the floor. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. To each his own, right? Mother of Uvalde victim files lawsuit against gun makers and the police. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. The last conversation conversation Sandra Torres had with her 10-year-old daughter was about her nervous excitement over whether she'd make the all-star softball team. Hours later, 
Eliana Torres was among 19 children and two teachers massacred in a shooting at their elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. With few answers about law enforcement's 77-minute wait on May 24 in a school hallway, rather than confronting the gunman, Sandra Torres filed a federal lawsuit on Monday against police, the school district, and the maker of the gun the shooter used. My baby never made it out of school, she said. There is no accountability or transparency. There is nothing being done. The lawsuit accuses the city, the school district, and several police departments of a complete failure to follow active shooter protocols and OS violations of the victims' constitutional rights by barricading them inside two classrooms with a killer for more than an hour. The city, school district, and police did not immediately return messages seeking comment. Torres is being helped by the legal arm of the group Every Town for Gun Safety. Pursuit also names the manufacturer of the AR-style semi-automatic rifle that Salvador Ramos used to fire more than 100 rounds in the shooting. Yeah, and the shooting continues in this country. When will it ever end? Every week we hear of another situation. And I said this last week, and I've said this every time. When are the laws going to change? States that are allowing free access for anybody to get a gun. Anybody. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I need to ask you this question because I don't know, so I really want to know. We talk about everybody having the right to bear arms and you know people should be able to protect themselves. Agreed. And people say, oh, I want the gun because, you know, a mass shooter comes up, I want to be able to take them out. How many mass shooters have been taken out by a civilian weapon? Just a question. Anybody has the answer for me? Because I don't know. I don't know. It would be something that we'd probably have to Google. Sorry, Chili, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, can you? Yeah, 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 we can go right ahead. No, I was just going to say that's like, um, it's an excuse that they use most of the time. It's like a plausible deniability. And just once they say, oh, like, um, oh, I had it just in case there was an intruder or I used this to hunt. And it's like, why do you need like a rifle that could shoot like uh, um, multiple millimeters per second with like a hairpin trigger and this and that? And they're like, oh, it's because of this or it's because of that or it's my free speech or it's my American right or my right to bear arms. Most of the time, what they really want it for, what I've understood researching this from my personal being, is that they want it just in case they have to overthrow the government. Huh. There's like a lot of local and state militias and everything else like that, where it's these people in so-called gun or patriot clubs mm -hmm. that just in case anything happens and the white people aren't doing what they want in power, they want to be able to overthrow the government. Case in point, January 6th, right? Insurrection. Or I should say Exhibit A. Or is that Exhibit Z? Because there are so many. 
Mm -hmm. I, I wonder, because I'm yet to hear of a mass shooter being taken down by a civilian who had their weapon on them. So what is this really about? Is it about protecting ourselves? Or is it about those who are heavily invested in arms and ammunition to make more money? They don't care about the lives being cut down. They just care about the money that comes back to them in their pockets. Blood money. That's what I call it. Yeah, that, I'm okay with the opposition to that term. I'm okay with that. Go go right ahead. Go right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, man. It's 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 literally all about the money when you think about it. Because, I mean, funny enough, it was just last night I was watching um a documentary that they were doing, and the same Uvalde um um school shooting in Uvalde, right? Right, and you know they were basically going around the community and you know talking to the residents and kind of getting their you know the family members and getting their you know feedback on how everything i think they said that it was six months now i think but um <clears throat> but they also spoke with uh somebody that owned um uh, a ranch and then and that ranch and on that ranch is pretty much a good a good acre a good a good amount of acre um a piece of land but what they're saying or what he was saying the owner was saying is that that ranch um you know is used for you know hunting and he was making the point that that ranch has pumped pumped in millions into the community so because the question was asked him you know what does he you know what what is his stance on the gun control and all of that so he was saying yes he understands and then he was saying yet at the same time you know his you know ranch you know has supported the community um you know economically you know in 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 in, in many ways so then now you know you, you you basically they know go back to the whole notion of you know following the money so even though yes we're asking for gun control and all of that but you know is is really taking into consideration you know the 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 amount of funds that guns um you know has pumped into the economy um and you know basically when you when you're thinking looking at the policymakers you know you you ask yourself you know what is it that they're looking at are they looking at you know the lives being lost versus the millions or the billions that are coming in so you know it's 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 a very controversial um topic when I think about you know just the money aspect about it because you know at the end of the day what are they going to value more what are the policymakers when they think about it what are they going to value more mm -hmm. you know the, the 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 one or two lives which you know sounds you know a little harsh but you're looking at it from a policymaking standpoint you know mm -hmm. and for it, what makes more sense. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Oh boy. Good morning, Neville. Good morning, Marlon. You have to remember, though, a lot of these mass shooters, they're not crazy. They do their homework. So they go where people is not armed. It's because they know people can shoot back. So they do their stuff. They do their homework. They're not stupid. 
So yeah. they're not just get up and just go somewhere and say I'm gonna shoot up. They 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 do this the studies where where to go so nobody will you know, hopefully don't have anything. So if you really study everywhere they go is places where people is not aware of what's gonna happen, most of the places. So that's why they do what they do. Ah oh, boy. Can I ask a question to folks in the room? If how many of you have life insurance on your children the minute they are born? Not born, but they definitely, definitely have life insurance on them. And I would implore all of us to do that. Because the truth is, this is the world we're living in. It's the world we are living in. There was a time when you wouldn't have to think about insuring your children. But now, God forbid. Because I'm tired of seeing GoFundMe set up because people are not prepared to bury children. They're not. Because the natural order of things is that parents die first. Not for children to be taken out first. That's the natural order of things. But human beings have changed that. Have said, no, we will dictate how it goes. We're going to kill who we want to kill, when we want to kill. So the only thing, whether you own a gun or not, the only thing you can do right now is ensure yourselves and ensure your children. You know, moments, I used to think back in the day that ensuring my daughter was an expectation of something happening to her. Mm-hmm. But even besides what you just mentioned, a lot of people that have wealth have it because they insured their children when they were born. Yep. Facts. And I learned that later in life, but I think more of us should be doing it now, like you said. And also in the chat, I feel that the only way the gun laws is going to be changed is with more lawsuits against the industry just like they had with tobacco. Yes. The tobacco industry used to be a giant when I was younger. And because of cancer and the lawsuits that fam the class action shoots and everything that has come afterwards, they have lost their tear in this monopoly of corporations. So if we can hit them in this same purse that I don't know who was speaking prior to me, um, just spoke on, maybe things will change. Just sue everybody. Everybody you can sue, sue. Mm-hmm. Down to even the people that make the bullets. Yeah. Cripple them. That's, that's what you have to do. And so as you cripple them, Javette, 
and there are less um, return. There is less return on investment and stakeholders and stockholders realize that their dividend checks are shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. Then you're right. They may be inclined to do something about it because people speak one language, money. That's the language. They, that's the universal language, money. So I agree. Sue the life out of them. Clean them out. Hawaii, the world's largest active volcano, erupts. Courtesy of the BBC.com, the world's largest active volcano, Hawaii's. Is it Mau? How do you pronounce it? Loa, Mauna? Where are my folks when I need help? <laughs> Mauna? Say it for me, somebody. I was going to call on Sunet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Because Sunet knows how to pronounce the Polynesian names perfectly. I have to see it written down. M-A-U-N-A. -A. Is it Mauna? Mauna? Mauna sounds good. I'll take it out. Okay. M-A-U-N-A? -A. Yeah. Mau? M-A-U-N-A. Mauna. Mauna. Loa has erupted for the first time in almost 40 years. Thank you, ladies. The lava flow is mostly contained within the summit, but residents have been placed on alert and were earlier warned about the risk of falling ash. The U.S. Geological Service has said the situation could change rapidly. The volcano's alert level has also been upgraded from an advisory to a warning, the highest classification. No evacuation orders have been issued and polluted areas are unlikely to be impacted at this stage, emergency officials say. Uh, Mauna Loa, located inside Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, covers half of the U.S. state's big island. The volcano rises, wow, this is high, 13,679 feet or 4,169 meters above sea level and spans an area of more than 2,000 square miles. Okay, just hope everyone will be safe. Everybody knows what to do. They live in these territories. They're familiar with how to operate. Okay, next up, courtesy of the BBC.com as well. Officers charged after black man paralyzed in van. Five police officers in the U.S. state of Connecticut have been charged after a man they arrested was partially paralyzed in the back of a police van. Randy Cox was being driven to a police station in New Haven when the driver braked hard, causing him to be flung headfirst against the van's rear doors. He was being held on 19 June on gun charges that were later dropped. Civil rights advocates compared to the 36-year-old's ordeal with the case of another black man in Baltimore in 2015. Freddie Gray died after suffering a spinal injury while handcuffed and shackled in a police van. The five officers in the Connecticut case were charged on Monday with reckless endangerment and cruelty, which are misdemeanor or minor counts. Officers say the police van braked suddenly to avoid a collision at an intersection. Police body camera footage shows the driver stopping suddenly and repeatedly honking the horn. The video also shows some officers mocking Mr. Cox and accusing him of faking his injuries. In the clip, officers drag Mr. Cox by his feet to place him in a holding cell. He was then transported to hospital. 
After reviewing the footage, state police determined the five officers had engaged engaged sorry in reckless conduct, leaving Mr. Cox immobile and deprived of proper physical care. All five officers have since been placed on administrative leave. He is paralyzed from the chest down. You can make mistakes, said uh, New Haven's police chief, Carl Jacobson, but you cannot treat people poorly. You cannot treat people the way Mr. Cox was treated. His family filed a federal lawsuit against the city of New Haven and the five officers in September alleging negligence. Yeah, gotta hit people where it hurts to curb the behavior, correct the behavior. Because it's just a matter of time, matter of time when taxpayers are going to rise up and say, okay, and say enough is enough. Because I guarantee you, as the pot is emptied, taxes are going to increase, right? And then people are going to say, oh, hell to the no. We're not having this. So get your, get get yourselves in order. Clean up your act. Speak money. Hit them where it hurts. Our next story, courtesy of CNN.com, teen who allegedly confessed an Instagram video chat to killing girl told police it was an accident. The 16-year-old Pennsylvania boy who allegedly confessed over Instagram video chat to killing a young girl told police when he was taken into custody that it was an accident according to a criminal complaint. Police in Bensalem, Pennsylvania responded Friday afternoon after a girl reported receiving a video call and text message from Joshua Cooper, in which he allegedly told her he had killed someone and asked for her help disposing of the body. When police arrived at Cooper's home in response to the report on the video chat, they saw a young man who authorities believed to have been Cooper running out the back of the residence, the complaint alleges. The 13-year-old victim, whom authorities say was identified by her family based on the jewelry she was wearing, was discovered by police inside the residence with a large-caliber gunshot wound to her chest, the complaint said. Cooper was later located and arrested. As he was being taken into custody, the complaint alleges the suspect was making unsolicited utterances, saying he was sorry and that he's going to jail for the rest of his life. He was denied bail on several adult charges, including criminal homicide and sent to a juvenile detention center, police said in a statement. CNN is working to locate an attorney for Cooper. In an interview with detectives, this is so sad. In an interview with detectives, Cooper allegedly said he spent the afternoon with the victim in his home watching a Netflix series. The suspect said he and the victim had a previous relationship. The complaint also alleges that Cooper said he accessed his father's safe earlier that day, opening it by reinserting the batteries that his father removed, which made the combination lock inoperable. He told the detectives that he was sorting ammunition and removed, reorganized, and replaced the firearms that were in the safe. Cooper and his mother allegedly terminated the interview with the detectives before it was completed. Cooper is next scheduled to appear in court on December 7th. So this was no accident. This was no accident. 
you were deliberate in your actions and the mother had to shut you up because you you were incriminating yourself you accessed your father's safe earlier that day opening it by reinserting the batteries that your father removed which made the combination lock inoperable isn't that deliberate you have to be deliberate with that oh i'm gonna open okay i know what to do clearly it's something he's done before he told detectives that he was sorting ammunition removed and reorganized so you were trying to hide the fact that you moved something you took something out the safe let me tell you when i was younger when i was younger i remember on a sunday coming from church and it was always my thing to go through the kitchen door not going through the living room door but going through the kitchen door which was all which was open because i knew the rice and peas was ready so you know what i would do grab a plate scoop out some and then fix the try to fix it back with the hope that it would go undetected so yes i was a rice and peas thief that's okay and to this day nothing has changed rice and peas my weakness very skilled one at that <laughs> guys you try to hide it by covering up the little hole where you take out water exactly exactly you know how about going into the pot pray the pot cover don't clicking cling and you take out a piece of the meat and you rearrange it to look like nothing that missing right yeah still do that to this day yeah bro yeah i would hear my granny yelling at me all the time <laughs> so i planned it i knew what i needed to do to cover my tracks right i know i know what i was doing i was deliberate i made sure that as i got out of the vehicle went straight through the kitchen door and grabbed the plate and then I would go out back <laughs> where you would have find me to eat it. I was slick with that. So I want to believe that he knew what, exactly what he was doing. Now, I don't know if it was his intention to kill her or if it was to show it to her. I don't know. But the actions leading up to the incident, in my opinion, were deliberate. And I'm free, you know, feel free to disagree with me. I'm okay with that. Oh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Because he knows where he is. No, his daddy keeps his gun in there. So he wants to see them. He wants to go play with them. He wants to reload them. He wants to be big boy, big man. Mm-hmm. Not supposed to be a big man and play with guns, so that's what he did. So that part, I believe, absolutely was intentional. He knew to take the batteries out or to pop it to the batteries out, so he then put new bat put batteries in so that it would open up. And he just said he knew all of that. But the part that will, I mean, move on to the shot shooting his friend, they didn't get to that part. But I still think that part could have been accidental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see how this goes. I hope, I hope it is an accident. I really hope. 
that it was a, a, a case of show and tell. Oh, let me show you something really cool. And they were playing around. What I'm grateful for is that the father did have it locked away. So there is no parent negligence in this situation. So I'm grateful for that. Silver lining, right, Sunet? I'm trying to find it. Mm, there's still negligence. <laughs> right? So unfortunate. But yes, so Rosolo um, said there are so many stories about teens killing people. Yes. I think every week we hear about one, if not at least two per month. But I want to think every week we've been hearing about teens involved in killing. I I think, and I'm saying this because I am a gun owner, mm-hmm. that as a parent, especially with all the news stories, we need to um, take more precaution in where we put our firearms and who can go in our rooms. And if that means that we have to put a lock on our door so a child can't go into our room, then we need to do that. And I'm just speaking as someone who owns a gun. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense, Javed. We we have to find ways you know on online they have what you call it two-factor authentication to get into certain things that you have so we need to step up and you know step up the ante when my nephew comes to my home he is not allowed in my room and i don't even let him know that there is a gun there Mm -hmm. but my sister knows okay right And the other thing I do is I kind of move it around so it's not in the same place. Mm, Good idea. Good idea. I completely agree with you. I was going to say, I think biometrics are the the best gun safes as far as I've been told and everything else like that. But most of these people have so many just rifles and pistols that they don't have them secure. And that's the bad thing, too. It's just like they just lose track of it. I like how Javette said it's like you got to move it to a different place and just don't let nobody know about it. It's only for you and your safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or create a secret room in your house. You know, that what you call those doors that you can't tell are there with a bookshelf. Yeah, something. Something. Got to protect our children and ourselves. 007 moments. <laughs> or did you see the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt? Yeah, they got paid millions of dollars to do their job, so they had homes that could do that. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying. <laughs> sorry, reality check. I want one of those homes. That, like, yeah. But yeah. Or J-Lo's, the one that J-Lo did where the fellow, Enough, that movie Enough, where um, he hid guns in the staircase yeah you pop the you wouldn't know it's in the tread you pop it open and the guns are there yeah gotta find creative ways to protect our children and protect ourselves hey moments hey apple yeah um yeah uh you have persons who actually do that right now you can do that in a home or some persons um, and if they might build a home 
on like um, they can't tell the contractor or whoever it is say, hey you know, I want this feature I have persons who actually do this stuff and them actually put up on Instagram on uh, Instagram and uh, you can see them on YouTube so you can contact them and tell them hey you want to do this or if you know for use a handy person <clears throat> you can do it yourself yeah um, and I'm show you how, how to do it you know this is someone do the staircase thing when I talk about <laughs> uh, but it was like a different way them do it and then um, the, someone do uh, this was that was a mirror like a mirror and then the behind the mirror was a like a, 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 a like a safe and put a safe in the closet I was in the closet on the mirror and then it, it, it I remember cause it was a long time video and him do something and it was like a secret passage leading to in gun vault <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm show you how to do a whole of stuff or I can use it for like a hiding place in case of certain things I can say kids you know what to do cause it, it tr prepare them train them mm -hmm. so in case anything on the can you know and for the, um, when I can manage to get there, so get there, so go there, so hide, don't make a night, all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, you, can, you have DIY projects where you can do it, or you can call the person and watch we'll do stuff like this, and then you can come and install it in your home, and, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, all right, thank you. So, next up, Supreme Court hears Texas's challenge to Biden immigration and deportation policies. Story courtesy of CNN.com. The Supreme Court on Tuesday will consider the Biden administration's discretion on removing non-citizens in a challenge brought by two Republican state attorneys general who say the Department of Homeland Security is skirting federal immigration law. The case brought by Texas and Louisiana is the latest salvo from conservative states who have all but declared war on the Biden administration on immigration and have gone as far as busing undocumented immigrants to Democrat-led states in an effort to raise alarm about the issue. At the heart of the dispute is a September 2021 memo from Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas that laid out priorities for the arrest, detention, and deportation of certain non-citizens, reversing efforts by former President Donald Trump to increase deportations. In court papers, Solicitor General Elizabeth Prelogar, and I hope I pronounced her name right, stressed that Congress has never provided the funds to detain everyone, prompting administrations to consider how to prioritize limited funds, especially given perennial constraints on detention capacity. The executive retains authority to focus its limited resources on those non-citizens who are higher priorities for apprehension. The guidelines call for an assessment of the totality of the facts and circumstances instead of the development of a bright line rule. The government lists aggravating factors weighing in favor of an enforcement action, including the gravity of the offense and the use of a firearm. But it also lists mitigating factors that include the age of the immigrant. Lawyers for Texas and Louisiana argued that the government lacked the authority to issue the memo because it conflicts with federal law. They point to immigration law that holds that some immigrants shall be taken into custody or removed. El Paso prosecutor resigns after facing accusations of incompetence. Story courtesy of NPR.org. A Texas prosecutor facing mountain criticism 
over the handling of the 2019 Walmart mass shooting in El Paso that killed 23 people resigned Monday after the county took the extraordinary step of seeking to remove her from elected office. The El Paso County District Attorney Yvonne Rosales, a Democrat who was elected in 2020, agreed to resign during a court hearing on Monday. This is according to El Paso television station KTSM. Her last day will be December 14. Rosales's job was put in jeopardy over accusations of incompetence involving hundreds of criminal cases in El Paso and slowing down the case against Patrick Crucios, the suspected Walmart shooter who faces the death penalty if convicted. He has pleaded not guilty. El Paso County Attorney Joanne Bernal wrote last week in an amended petition that when it came to the Walmart shooting, Rosales' office could not even tell the court what work had been done in this case in the last few months. Rosales' office did not immediately respond to a request for comment on Monday. Her successor for the remainder of the term, which expires in 2024, will be chosen by Republican Governor Greg Abbott. You know, I was just asking, was it you I was asking, Marlon? I was just asking if there was another incident similar to the one that recently happened. Walmart shooting, and here it is. Thank you. Yeah, so 2019. 23 people dead. (sighs) Counties in Arizona, Pennsylvania, failed to certify election results by legal deadlines. Oh, and by the way, as I'm saying this, Georgia, your date is fast approaching December 6th. Hope you're getting ready to vote. Yeah, get out there. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Two counties in a couple of swing states turned what is usually an uneventful step in the election process into a political flashpoint on Monday. Officials in rural Republican-controlled Cochise, or is it Cochise? Not sure, county of southeastern Arizona near Tucson voted to delay certifying the results of this year's midterm elections and to miss the state's legal deadline of Monday, despite finding no legitimate problems with the local counts. There is no reason for us to delay, said the Democratic chair of the county's Board of Supervisors, Anne English, whose vote was outnumbered by the county's two Republican supervisors, Tom Crosby and Peggy Judd. The move risks the exclusion of more than 47,000 Arizonans' votes from the state's final official tally, and it has set off court action. The nonprofit Arizona Alliance for Retired Americans and a Cochise or Cochise County voter, represented in part by the Elias Law Group, are suing the county supervisors to try to force them to certify by Thursday. Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, who was elected this month to be Arizona's next governor, filed court papers, also asking a state court to order the county supervisors to certify by Thursday so that Hobbs can complete the statewide certification by December 8. The last possible day allowed after the December 5 deadline under state law. Oh my gosh. Do they really have to be doing this? Dragging out and dragging out and contesting it. Can we just keep it moving, please? Elections ended when? November when? Yeah, let's get it on. 
So San Francisco considers allowing law enforcement robots to use lethal force. This story is courtesy of NPR.org. Robots? So let's ask the question. Should robots working alongside law enforcement be used to deploy deadly force? Well, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors is weighing that question this week as they consider a policy proposal that would allow the San Francisco Police Department, SFPD, to use robots as a deadly force against a suspect. A new California law became effective this year that requires every municipality in the state to list and define the authorized uses of all military-grade equipment in their local law enforcement agencies. The original draft of SFPD's policy was silent on the matter of robots. Aaron Peskin, a member of the city, the city's Board of Supervisors, added a line to SFPD's original draft policy that stated, robots shall not be used as a use of force against any person. Well, the SFPD crossed out that sentence with a red line and returned the draft. Their altered proposal outlines that robots will only be used as a deadly force option when risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers are imminent and outweigh any other force option available to the San Francisco Police Department. I have a question. <laughs> Go ahead, Sunet. Oh, but uh, let me ask the question, Sunet, and then uh, um, let me ask you the question. Will the robot have the mind, a mind of its own, or isn't it going to be controlled by someone? It's, a, it's probably remote control. They're just saying it, robot. So at first, my first thought was, oh, here comes Rambo. Not Rambo, my bad, wrong guy. Terminator. <laughs> but no, um, no, I think it, it's probably going to be, um, you know, remote control assisted, just like in the military, they do the things with the, air, the little planes, whatever. So it's probably something like that. Um, and, it, and I guess thinking about it a bit more, it could make sense if there's like a hostage situation or um, there's a bomb threat of some sort that could be used. Although I thought they had those already. Um, I thought so too. They're doing but, the movies, Sonette. But here's the funny thing. Even though it's written now, nothing happens in San Francisco without a vote. So mm. this is going to become a bill. This is going to be, it's going to be an election. It's not going to just happen even though the, the SFPD decided that they want to add that thing when the board supervisor put it in, because the board supervisors still need approval by the by the um, by most of the people of San Francisco, and depends on what what area that supervisor is in charge of, they'll definitely need approval by the mayor. So it's not going to happen right now, if, it, if even though it's a proposal. Okay. Yeah, but interesting. Okay. All right. Thank uh, you. Thank a, you, Sonette. Okay, go ahead, James. Yeah, I have a thought. You know, what if in the future, um, like if, if the robots are being controlled by, by someone, if they use that as an escape route for like uh, racial profiling and if the robot end up killing pure black people? Um, Thank you, James. And, I was supposed to say the and, same thing. And the robot goes on trial. That's, uh, you know, the person that con controlling the robot are, you know... Exempt from any 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 anything any liability, and they put it on the robot. 
<laughs> Thank you, James. My wife movies. and I. I'm so, glad. so glad. My wife and I said the same thing when they start when they um, you know, when the whole article came out. Um, I look a while back. Um, during the pandemic, uh, you know, um, in New York City, they were using uh-huh. robot dogs. Um, right now in China, um, uh, when they have the whole lockdown, all them something, they are using them right now. So, and yeah, so yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, I need a little way of doing certain things, as as, as James just said. I almost my wife was saying the same thing. I look at escape route when them do certain things. So. Yep. Uh, go ahead, Sinek. Go right ahead. Oh, Sinek, I thought you. Were right, I couldn't get. I could not get to the to the bloody mic. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who watching, watching a lot of movies. Um, yes. Listen, let me let me say my statement. Mm-hmm. It is possible, of course. But can we just for a few minutes take a breath? And think that everybody is not evil. Just for a hot second. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm done speaking. You took the words out of my mouth, Sinead. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I, I was. Um, yeah. You <laughs> mentioned... <laughs> so- One second. You mentioned something, Sinead. In hostage takedown situations, I think they could be extremely beneficial um, in minimizing um incidents all right go right ahead i know someone else just opened their mic no i was saying remember they used it twice they 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 used it i think it's in maryland the guy that killed like three cops in new york Uh, it was a robot robot that took him out and then the sniper shooting in dallas they use a robot to take that guy out also Mm. okay same thing i think that's the only lethal force that they've like ever used the robots for yes the guy that was in texas and then like yeah they just sent the robot in and just blew him up because they were like we don't want anybody else to die right so in situations like those that definitely i i would um support its use I agree. Um, definitely agree. Um, as we say, uh, we see it in a movie as well. Um, um, during the whole um, pandemic thing, they will use a robot and as well in China. Then still to this day, I use the robot in the China. Um, when I watch certain, um, uh, call uh, when I show certain news feed, like when the whole uh, certain war in a certain country, a robot them use. You know what I mean? Uh, drones. Uh, you know, uh, take out them targets or targets. So yeah, it it can come in handy f- for for stuff like that. Hello, Afro, can but, you turn the? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Snap, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still, uh, sorry, sorry, yeah. I'm so so sorry about everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it can use in, um in situations um like that, but at the same time, uh, what we come to realize is. Whatever you see in the movies, you know, it come to light. It's already existing. Yeah, it's already existing. The more they use it for those stuff. So I don't really say why, you know what I mean? Oh, watch movie and yeah, and a lot of us watch movie, but we see that movie, right? Do. Yeah. You get me? I, I tell them I do. They might use it for yes against them when they, you know, war and certain, you know, certain 
uh, things will take place. But it, them also, at the end of the day, you have to know who you are dealing with. You see me? And we don't put nothing past these people. You get what I say? Right. Not, not at all. So, so it's not that we don't say everybody evil or, you know, but if you, if you look and see what takes place right now around you, it, you know, right now, conspiracy theorists or people like Fakawe, you know what I mean? Uh, they're probably leading when they come to a whole different stuff say, hey, I, I told you so. You get what I, mean? I, I get so, what, yeah, I totally yeah. get it. I totally get it. So I, I'm anxious to see how um, Californians will vote. Um, if I live in California, I'd vote for it because I do see it as being beneficial. All right, next story. Um, Buffalo gunman pleads guilty in racist supermarket massacre. Story courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN.com. The white gunman who massacred 10 black shoppers and workers at a Buffalo supermarket pleaded guilty on Monday to murder and hate-motivated terrorism charges, guaranteeing that he will spend the rest of his life in prison. Peyton Gendron, 19, entered the plea Monday in a courthouse roughly two miles from the grocery store where he used a semi-automatic rifle and body armor to carry out a racist assault he hoped would help preserve white power in the U.S. He pleaded guilty to all the charges in the grand jury indictment, including murder, murder as a hate crime, and hate-motivated domestic terrorism, which carries an automatic sentence of life without parole. Gendron also pleaded guilty to wounding three people who survived the May attack. The plea comes at a time when many Americans have become nearly desensitized to mass shootings. In recent weeks, there have been deadly attacks at a Walmart in Virginia, at a gay club in Colorado, and at the University of Virginia. Just days after Gendron's rampage in Buffalo, a gunman killed 19 children and two teachers at a school in Uvalde, Texas. And gaslighting is Merriam-Webster's word of the year for 2022, courtesy of aljazeera.com. Gaslighting, a word that describes behavior that manipulates the mind, is misleading and downright deceitful. Well, that word is Merriam-Webster's dictionary, Merriam-Webster dictionary's word of the year. Is it, is it Merriam-Webster's? Dictionary or Merriam-Webster dictionaries? What was the right way? I'm confused. I think it's dictionary is the name of the company. They have many dictionaries, but is dictionary is a company name. Okay. Thank you, Sunet. So is the Merriam-Webster dictionaries word of the year? There we go. All right. Searches for the word on Merriam-Webster.com increased 1,740% in 2022 over the year before. But something else happened to make it word of the year. There wasn't a single event that drove significant spikes in the searches as it usually goes with the chosen word. The gaslighting was pervasive. It's a word that has risen so quickly in the English language and especially in the last four years that it actually came as a surprise to me and to many of us, said Peter Sokolowski, who is Merriam-Webster's editor-at-large in an interview with the Associated Press. It was a word looked up frequently every single day of the year. In 2022, there were deep fakes and the dark web, there were deep states and fake news, and there was a whole lot of 
trolling. In this age of misinformation of fake news, conspiracy theories, Twitter trolls, and deep fakes, gaslighting has emerged as a word for our time, Merriam-Webster's announcement said. All right, so that's the year for 2022. Um. I should also read this part. The American Dictionary's top definition for gaslighting is the psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence, and self-esteem uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability and a dependency on the perpetrator all right so that's the top definition for gaslighting according to merriam webster gonna take another quick break when we return we have more stories for you keep it locked four eight and tech news sports news health and sounds keep it locked you know what time it is report to the dance It's Turned Up Tuesday on Coffee and Dough. Gotta say thank you to everyone listening online on johnoradio.com and qmzradio.com. 
Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. You know what it is, I'm back in the bit. You're tuned in to Coffee Into World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. And who is me? Moments with me. Look at me, pop up clean up out of the phantom. The people go screaming like an opera anthem. Let's go. I did it before, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> I got it to blow, got it to spin. Got it to spin. Flies before, cool as the wind. Got hits, go back like juicy jeans. Yeah. Star shine the best in diamond necklaces. My extravagant taste and style perplexes. Uh-huh. They know I'm the they want to get next to uh-huh. him. She having a fit because she want to get next to him. Yeah, you know my name. Yeah. You know my mother. I used to support you, I thought you'd appreciate some of the things that I bought you. Shoes from Milan, Louis Vuitton, animals on back and jewels in your arm. Mommy is nothing to make moves with a dawn. Loom the big fish, leave them fools in the pond. Just when I made up my mind, don't put you in Quality music while you work or play. Keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. I don't understand, also, download the Jano Radio app, J A H K N O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Like this, but it's over Up, coming up right after this, it is business and tech news. Keep it locked. Always out of time. You need to stop trying to play me. Cause you can't even fake me. I know you're messing the real baby. Uh. 
Tell me why I'm here doing the little Kim dance. You know that dance that when she, <laughs> you know, let me stop it. It's the beat, it's the beat, not the words, it's the beat. Little Kim has a song on this beat, I'm sure. my gosh thank you for that one 112 it's over now yeah i'm here doing the little kim dance what song does she have on the same beat somebody help me out i, I know i'm not it's old. the start of it i heard it that that, that last thump at the end yeah. she has a song that starts like that and i can't remember which one it is either but i do i hear i heard it and she does the dance right with her hands as though she's an airplane and doo -doo, doo -doo. <laughs> i'm here doing the dance okay Oh my gosh, it's time for business and tech news. So first up, Apple wants to block Twitter from its app store. Mm, 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 mm. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. So let's get into this one. Elon Musk has accused Apple Inc., of threatening to block Twitter Inc. from its app store without saying why in a series of tweets that also said the iPhone maker had stopped advertising on the social media platform. The billionaire CEO of Twitter and Tesla said on Monday that Apple was pressuring Twitter over content moderation demands. The action, unconfirmed by Apple, would not be unusual as the company has routinely enforced its rules and previously removed apps such as Gab and Parler. Parler, which is popular with conservatives in the United States, was restored by Apple in 2021 after the app updated its content and moderation practices, the company said at the time. Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? Asked Musk, who took Twitter private for $44 billion last month. He later tagged Apple Chief Executive Officer Tim Cook's Twitter account in another tweet asking, what's going on here? 
Apple did not immediately respond to requests for comment. It wasn't clear to me how far up the Apple food chain that idea went internally, and without knowing that, it isn't clear how seriously to take any of this, said Randall Picker, who is a professor at the University of Chicago Law School. The world's most valuable firm spent an estimated $131,000. One, let me say that over. I'm sounding a little Trumpish here. $131,600 on Twitter ads between November 10 and November 16, down from $220,800 between October 16 and October 22, the week before Musk closed the Twitter deal, according to ad measurement firm Pathmatics. In the first quarter of 2022, Apple was the top advertiser on Twitter, spending $48 million and accounting for more than 4% of total revenue for the period. That's according to the Washington Post. Twitter did not immediately respond to Reuters' news agency request for comment on the report. Okay, going to war. Among the list of grievances tweeted by Musk, was the up to 30% fee Apple charges software developers for in-app purchases, with Musk posting a meme suggesting he was willing to go to war with Apple rather than paying the commission. The fee has drawn criticism and lawsuits from companies such as Fortnite maker Epic Games while attracting the scrutiny of regulators globally. The commission could weigh on Musk's attempts to boost subscription revenue at Twitter in part to make up for the exodus of advertisers over content moderation concerns. Companies from General Mills Inc. to luxury automaker Audi of America have stopped or paused advertising on Twitter since the acquisition. And Musk said earlier this month that the company had seen a massive drop in revenue. Advertisement sales account for about 90% of Twitter's revenue. Well, um, Elon. Elon, you have to have some amount of responsibility, social responsibility. And you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. I'm I'm calling you out. You are a hypocrite. You endorse free speech as long as it doesn't affect you, right? Karma on a white horse. Where's that Katy Perry song? Is it Katy Perry? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She rolling in on a white horse for you. You got to be careful how you play the game. Um, <laughs> what's your name? Elon. Oh, Taylor Swift has a karma song too. Oh, there are so many. Is it? No, that's not the one I know. Am I wrong or am I right? I, I think. What's her name? Katy Perry. Yeah, I think she has a song about it or is. I'm looking for this song because I'm hearing this song in my head. <laughs> I want to play it for him as he walks through um his building. Yeah, I can't find it. Lucky you. Dark Horse. Is it Dark Horse? Is it that one? Hold on. Just for the fun of it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Y'all know what it is. Katy Perry. Juicy J. Uh-huh. Let's rage. And here you were, you were gonna come to me. And here you are, <laughs> but you better choose carefully. Cause I, I'm capable of anything, of anything. 
This one, I, 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 I think it's this. Let me see. Hold on. I may be wrong. I stand corrected. So you wanna play with magic? Boy, you should know what you're falling for. Baby, do you dare to do this? Cause I'm coming at you like a dark horse. Is this one or is another one? Wait, I'm sure somebody knows the song I'm referring to. Riding in on a white horse, whatever. Oh no, you know who it is? What's her name? Listen, I'm getting old. Um, that skinny girl, what's her name? She wins every music award. Blonde hair, oh, Taylor Swift, yeah, her. blank for a moment let me see i think it's her i'm wasting time here right <laughs> i don't know why it's so important it's talking shit for the hell of it addicted to betrayal but you're i don't think it's that one but i'm a fan and i must send it to elon <laughs> what did javette well, say said, taylor swift though always out uh, well Faye says she's always winning um, every music award. Yeah, that's Taylor Swift. <laughs> Your man said karma is a bee. <laughs> Chief says I'm to leave. Um, I'm to leave <laughs> Android alone. Leave Elon alone, sorry. Um, Elon is posturing the release of the Tesla phone. Is it going to burn up? Are they going to have a lot of recalls? <laughs> Like the Tesla car. Trust me, if the Tesla phone release, which me that kind of look into a couple months or from last year, from last year a couple months ago, anyway, uh, I would probably anticipate that. But trust me, if that release, it's going to be one of the most powerful phones ever. That if Apple can can run near it, <laughs> if that phone ever get released. <laughs> I'll stick to the bite out of Apple for now. <laughs> oh my gosh. So next story, major crypto lender block five files for bankruptcy protection. So another one bites the dust. What, what's going on with these crypto companies? Huh? Why is there, who, who is coming next? Punchinella little fella. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Lord, forgive me. You have to take bad things, mate. Joke. Joke, joke, joke. You have to take bad things, make joke. This is serious. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah. Major cryptocurrency lender BlockFi has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection along with eight affiliates it has said the latest crypto casualty to follow the spectacular collapse of the ftx exchange earlier this month the filing in a new jersey court on monday comes as crypto prices plummet with bitcoin down more than 70 percent from a 2021 peak javette 
too much. <laughs> New Jersey-based BlockFi had links with FTX, which filed for protection in the United States earlier this month after traders pulled $6 billion from the platform in three days and rival exchange Binance and abandoned a rescue deal. In a court filing on Monday, BlockFi listed FTX as its second largest creditor with $275 million owned, owed, excuse me, get it right, owed on a loan extended earlier this year. It said it owes money to more than 100,000 creditors. Under a deal signed with FTX in July, BlockFi was to receive a $400 million revolving credit facility while FTX got an option to buy it for up to $240 million. Oh, child. Mm-mm. BlockFi's bankruptcy filing also comes after two of BlockFi's largest competitors, Celsius Network and Voyager Digital, filed for bankruptcy in July, citing extreme market conditions that had resulted in losses at both companies. This sucks. This really sucks. Yeah. I feel it for everyone who has lost. Yeah. But if all that... No, don't work like that. That shows you how ignorant I am when it comes to the virtual world. If it's virtual... No, it's not virtual. That's not virtual money. That's different money, right? Do they use Bitcoin in virtual world? Crypto in virtual world? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to think here. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Is, is, is Dre still in the room? No. Okay. Because I thought Bitcoin wasn't, um, what do you say? legalize mm. so how can he be filing for bankruptcy <laughs> for something that's not really governed by the government i'm confused Did the white house try to govern it they were trying to put regulations in place to protect but nobody wanted it i, I look at this as a big ass this is a big ass scam sorry no, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like a lot of gambling. It's like basically like the stock market. It's a lot of pump and dump schemes. So they're going to come along and tell you about some new coin. And then when you invest your money into it, it's like a pyramid scheme. They get money. Hmm. So it's like a pyramid. When hmm. you initially, when you initially um open up something that's new and everybody jumps on it you make money as the tears go up and then when it breaks it just breaks <laughs> lord forgive me no. come on queen give it to me Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. 
Bankruptcy. Because you know something, Javed, as the song was playing and you were talking about the pyramid scheme, that has to be what it is. Because now you have to borrow money to pay people. So people are getting it's it's worse than Monopoly. I'd rather play Monopoly. I'm sorry. Like a partner. Big partner. This is worse than partner draw, Marlon, because at least with partner, you get back your money. This <laughs> rotted. This you is get either you're gonna get your money. It's so. like riding on the Aladdin carpet, and all of a sudden the magic gone, and boom, you drop. No man, this hot. Mm -mm. Moments didn't didn't Jamaica launch some digital money too? Yep. They were thinking, or, of, or they were thinking no, about they did, it. They, they did, did launch it. Mm. They did. How is this going to affect that? I don't know. Because to me, if you know, you know my hand and the money, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. That's all. Yes. Slow but sure. Brick by brick. One, one, quarter full basket, them say. That's all time people say. See them so. One. No, MK, say it ain't so. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. No, MK, please say you are not a victim. Please don't say that. Mm -mm. Please do not say that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. We rebuke that. Take that out of the... Uh-uh. Listen. If on a Bitcoin, where call it company, what other investor still standing... Y'all better know what to do. <laughs> Don't that gut feeling telling you I should pull out. I should pull out. And then you stand there and end up getting pregnant with an unwanted child. <laughs> Lord forgive me for the analogy. You know what? Let me stop drinking. Oh, child. You know you shouldn't have slept with that man, but you went and slept with him. Now you got a baby by him. And he ain't made you a millionaire. Like 50 Cent promised. Lesson learned, folks. Lesson learned. We all <laughs> go ahead. Let me shut up. Go ahead. Yeah, but but the, the Bitcoin the Bitcoin has been around for a while though, right? The yeah, but the one thing I realized with the Bitcoin is that the Bitcoin is kind of used. It's it's almost like a illegal money because what I what I realized with it 
um, a lot of prostitutes use it. It's, it's used in prostitution a lot. It's oh, you know that, James. Eh? Oh, you know that. Yo, you a star. My police friend. <laughs> James be coming with all these. No, <laughs> man. Like seriously, James. No, but no, but I'm serious Leave though. My client alone. <laughs> <laughs> What woman you know? Huh? What woman you know that no, is selling their body? Don't no, ask okay, for the cash okay, let, up front. No, let, for example, um, <laughs> you are so nice. No, did, I, did I hear what James said? James, you said Bitcoin. Yeah, but you guys okay. not listening to me. That's new. What you just? Y'all need to listen to James. School let is in finish. session. Go ahead, Let James. Let me finish. I, 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 have, I have people in the force. So what, what happened is that they use it. Um, they have these sites that um, prostitutes um, advertise their services. So apparently, because I know in, in, in Canada, they go to like the gas station or whatever, and they buy the Bitcoin, and they use it to, to add to their, um, like some of the, the, the online service, like Craigslist type of thing, they use it to buy ads and stuff like that. And... A lot of people have gotten scammed in, in Canada and what they do, like, for example, they have like a tax thing, like they said, tax return and you, you owe the government money and we are come lock you up and whatever. And they, they scare people and say, okay, go to the, the, the gas station, buy $500 worth of Bitcoin and send it to this um, whatever. I don't know how they send it because I've never used it before. But yeah, it's used in Canada a lot, but it's used as illegal. What I realized, it's used for a lot of illegal activities, like when people trying to scam you, or when people putting up, um, I know they said the, the prostitutes used a lot to put up stuff on Craigslist or the sites that they, they, they put up their, their services on. So that's what I'm talking about. Not, not like exchange it for sex, but them use it. Understood? <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, so no, so no, so that's like what I realized. So it's used for other illegal activities. That you would <laughs> I'm, I'm lost, James. I'm, thank you, Sonai. I'm lost. I'm confused. How are so? Uh, how, how are prostitutes? So prostitutes are using it to do what? To get paid? No, so no, no. no. What I'm saying is that there, there are the sites like there, there are some sites, prostitution sites like something like Craigslist. But what they have to do, like I guess they can't use credit card or whatever. So they use the, the, the Bitcoin or whatever uh -huh. to, to pay for their ads. To pay for their ads because it, I guess it's not, it, it's not traceable or something like that. So they use it to, to, to place their ads. And people that, that are trying, they, like the people that do the tax return scamming, stuff like that. Uh -huh. They call people and they say, go to the, the gas station, buy $500 worth of this. Because I have a friend that got catch with about $1,000. She went and she buy a thousand hour worth and send it to this, these people and because you can't trace it. So that's what I'm talking about. They use it for, to, to, in these online spaces to pay for stuff and it's not traceable. So that's, yeah. that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I really think um, James are talking about. Um, if you Google it right now, um, hold on, I'm turning this. If you Google it right now, um, it's uh, um, regulations and bank policies. This, sorry, regulations and bank policies designed to combat sex trafficking have made it harder for sex workers and adult entertainers to practice their trade, especially online. 
many have increasingly turned to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as a way to accept payment for products and services and protect their funds. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm but I tell you, because you can't trace it. Like credit, they don't use credit card because you can't trace it, but they can't, you can't trace it. It's used for a lot of illegal activities. That, that's what I've realized over the past five, six years since I learned about the Bitcoin thing. And um, information, like, as I say, I know people. And information that I've gotten is that, yeah, like, all these scamming, even, even on TV here, they warn you about, like, um, the, the tax return type of thing. And if, if people call you, they, they say, look, look, if a government official will never call you and tell you to go buy Bitcoin to, to pay the government. So, and, and people have been, like, duped out of millions of Canadian dollars in Bitcoin because you can't trace it. You can't trace where it's going to, where it's coming oh, from. Oh, hold so, on a second. No, yeah. I have a question where that is concerned, James. It has to be traceable to us to some point. Because how do you fund the Bitcoin? And if you have to take it out, where do you put it to? Something is off there. I'm just trying to think. How do I put money? Hold on. Can is If I want to purchase Bitcoin, what do i purchase i'm new to bitcoin where do i purchase it how do i purchase it don't i have to use real money to purchase it and that real money is it that i'm taking the money from somewhere buying a debit card using a, a disposable debit card using that i don't know how does it work that it would not be traceable the the bite the bite at the gas station i know the bite at gas stations here i don't know if they get a physical thing, but it's, it's like some number, like some number thing that's valid. Like they would buy like a hundred dollar worth of Bitcoin. Okay. And it, it comes in a certain, like, like how you'd buy credit. Like, you know, when you're sending credit to Jamaica and you buy a hundred dollar worth of credit and, and, and the number come out, I think it's something like that. And you, I think Craigslist use it and some other places use it too. Okay. I, I don't know how I don't know how the, the, the scammer them get the money when they use that, but I know that it's used for scamming big time. Okay. Because as I, I said, I have a friend that lost a thousand dollars. Um that so yeah, it's a it's a real thing. Alright. Okay. Well I learned something new today. <laughs> Business mashup, Dalios mashup. Twitter is no longer enforcing its COVID misinformation policy, courtesy of CNN Business. Twitter said it will no longer enforce its long-standing COVID misinformation policy. Yet another sign of how Elon Musk plans to transform the social media company he bought a month ago. In 2020, Twitter developed an extensive set of rules that sought to prohibit harmful misinformation about the virus and its vaccines. Between January... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know what? Y'all killing me over here. So, um... <laughs> it looks as though chief and i are on the same <laughs> wavelength but anyway i'm so sorry i got totally distracted in 2020 twitter developed an extensive set of rules that sought to prohibit harmful misinformation about the virus and its vaccines between january 2020 and september 2022 twitter suspended more than 11,000 accounts for breaking COVID misinformation rules and removed almost 100,000 pieces of content that violated those rules, according to the statistics published by Twitter. The policy received a claim from medical professionals in an advisory to technology platforms. U.S. surgeon 
uh, General Dr. Vivek Murthy cited Twitter's rules as an example of what companies should do to combat misinformation. Twitter did not appear to formally announce the rule change. Instead, some Twitter users Monday night spotted a note added to the page on Twitter's website that outlines its COVID policy, and the note reads, Effective November 23, 2022, Twitter is no longer enforcing the COVID-19 misleading information policy. Musk has promised to restore many previously banned Twitter accounts as soon as this week. It is possible that among the restored accounts will be some of the 11,000 banned under Twitter's former COVID misinformation rules. Oh, Lord have mercy. You know what? It's just chaos and confusion. Chaos and confusion. Oh, boy. Mm -mm. So that's it for business and tech news. In health and science news, mercury is in beauty creams, folks. And a mother loses peripheral vision from apparent exposure to the mercury. Toxic levels in her home put family at risk, the experts at CNN Health are saying. So a woman in Minnesota lost part of her vision and inadvertently put her entire household at risk of mercury poisoning, most likely from using beauty creams containing high levels of the toxic chemical, according to a case report shared exclusively with CNN. The report shared by Dr. Erin Batdorf with the Minnesota Poison Control System details the extensive symptoms experienced by the woman, also a mother, and how home visits conducted by the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency found high levels of mercury in her children's bedrooms, bedding, household towels, and laundry area. People have no idea, Batdorf said. Um, no one intentionally wants to hurt themselves or their family members, but it is out there and you can't see it, you can't smell it. There is no way for consumers to know whether mercury is in the creams or not because it is not on the labels. Huh. So I have a question. The creams, that the facial creams that are used, they don't have to go through FDA? No? They're allowed to do whatever they want hmm i think if if that's the case i think there needs to be a change um especially for these large companies right you know these companies who are not meticulous not like our small business owners who take the time to use natural products that are truly beneficial but these large companies that are putting these toxic chemicals in in, in um, cosmetics. Who regulates them? Hmm. Oh, boy. WHO renames monkeypox as mpox, citing racist stigma. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Monkeypox disease now has a new name, mpox. That's according to the World Health Organization. And they announced the long-awaited change on Monday, saying the disease's original name plays into racist and stigmatizing language. But it will take some time to replace a term that has been used for decades. The first human monkeypox case was recorded in 1970. The virus was initially detected years earlier in captive monkeys. 
Both names will be used simultaneously for one year while Monkey Fox is phased out, WHO said. I don't see why they have to be used simultaneously for one year. Cease and desist immediately. Stop. Right now. It's not hard. Them couldn't find a better name from Monkey to M? And I was thinking the same thing. Because My M gosh. is just an, abbrevi an abbreviation for monkey. So not much of a deviation. They could have done better. Go back to the drawing board, WHO. Sorry, not accepting that one. Them could have called it Diamond Pox or Gold Pox or something. You My gosh, they're not creative <laughs> enough. <laughs> or C Pox, but I'll just leave that right there. 10 social rules to live by to improve relationships with others. And this is in our health segment as well. Etiquette is more than knowing which fork to use. It's showing respect for yourself and everyone else. In a world where rudeness is common, why not stand out by being nice and thoughtful? Here are some simple social etiquette gestures and good manners that will help you convey more compassion and less saltiness and make the world a nicer place. Do not call someone more than twice continuously. If they do not answer the phone, Assume they have an important matter to attend to. People care about you if you're not too bothersome, and if they see you phoned, they'll almost certainly call back. Never order an expensive dish on the menu when someone treats you to lunch or dinner. It's the best feeling in the world when someone treats you to lunch or dinner, but never take that moment for granted by ordering the most expensive item on the menu. Be thankful and simply allow things to unfold naturally. Don't ask awkward questions like, oh, so you aren't married yet? Or don't you have kids? Or why, why didn't you... Or why didn't you buy a house or why don't you buy a car? It isn't your problem for God's sake. Instead, give compliments or simply shut the hell up if you don't have anything positive to say. Number four, always open for the door. Open the door, sorry, for the person coming behind you. It makes no difference if the person is male or female, senior or junior. You don't get smaller by being kind to people in public. Being a good person costs absolutely nothing. Return the money you've borrowed even if the person you've borrowed the money from remembers or asks for it. Hmm. Even before. Okay. It demonstrates your honesty in character. The same applies to anything else you've borrowed from others. Number six, say thank you when someone is helping you. It motivates one to achieve more and demonstrates gratitude. A lack of thank you could turn the person off from helping you in the future. A genuine expression of gratitude could brighten someone's day. Number seven, you don't have any right to comment on someone's weight. Many individuals are unpleasant when they see someone's appearance. Hey, you don't know what's going on in their lives that's causing them to gain weight. They could have had medical issues that contributed to their weight increase. Regardless, they will talk about losing weight if they want to. Number eight, mind your business unless anything involves you directly. Just stay out of it. You heard me? Yeah, mind your business. 
If you're not directly involved in something, let it alone. It is not your concern to be concerned with the affairs of others, and it will not benefit you in any way. How about that? When someone shows you a photo on their phone, don't swipe left or right. Privacy is precious. You never know what will happen next when you swipe. Simply be grateful when someone grants you access to their phone. And number 10, if someone is speaking directly to you, staring at your phone is rude. When someone is speaking to you, don't veer away from their gaze. People will feel bad if they notice you aren't listening or paying attention to them. Again, being a decent human being costs absolutely nothing. And being good to others does not make you insignificant. All right, so just some things to think about. As soon as you came bouncing through the door You and your mans and them just took over the floor Started doing your thing And it made me notice you even more The way You turned around and looked at me It seemed as though You must have somehow felt me staring on the low Something tells me you're the kind of guy I'd like to to know I ain't even gonna fly I ain't even gonna lie Since you walked up in the club I've been giving you the eye We can dance if you want Get it cracking if you like Must be a full moon Feel like one of those nights Big thank you to everyone that tuned in online on JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And thank you to everyone who tuned in online on QMZRadio.com for quality music while you work or play. Keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. And of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I am Moments with me, and you were listening to Coffee and Joe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our reviews. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments on the Score with underscore me, underscore media, and on TikTok. Moments with Me Media, and the mean everything is MI. Coming up later on this evening, 7 p.m. Eastern, it is The Rose Solo Show. Live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, and FutureFM 98.9. Right up there in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Thank you. 
Thank you to everyone that shared the space on your social media platforms. Thank you to everyone that contributed their voice, sharing their opinions, perspectives, their views. Thank you to everyone for cutting it up in the chat. I appreciate you all. Don't hurt me, look sexy, tall, dirty. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask one favor that you please be safe. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here in Coffee and Have yourselves a wonderful day. You never hear the word no, so Forget about them little girls, baby Cause now you're feeling what I want, baby I'ma keep your body down, but baby It's the least I can do Cause you get me so excited I'm hot, come on UMZ Radio and Jano Radio, this is Moments with me signing out. Have yourselves a wonderful rest of the day.